Life doesn't give a fuck about you. <laughs> Let's <laughs> be real. Let's be real. Keep it real. That's why you need to adapt because it will just keep going without looking back. You know what I mean? Thanks for tuning in. This is Gemini. Hey, what's up? This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is a No Structure Podcast. No Structure. Happy Kwanzaa, everyone who celebrates. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not laughing at that, sorry. I was laughing at something Damn, else. Bro, like, bro, you said <laughs> happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah. Well, Hanukkah's over, but you guys know what I mean. Yeah. All right, so did you guys watch Bandersnatch on Netflix? Zach, you already said. I got to, okay, so what I can't remember because it was a little high. Uh, I got to the part where I died once, or not died, but the movie ended because I threw the coffee on the computer or something. And then it told me that I had to go back. Okay. Okay. And then so when I so went back. So you're like pretty, pretty at the beginning. Well, then I went of. back and then I was talking to the dude, the like other game creator. The blonde hair guy. Yeah. And then they do the drugs and then he has that like weird conversation about fate. And then that's the last thing I remember. Okay. I fell asleep. Gemini? I didn't even get that far. <laughs> you didn't get that far? No. Okay. No. What did you watch? What, what I uh, picked some cereal, picked some music. And then he gets to the, the guy's office about the game, and he got turned down at first, so then he went back to redo I, I think I chose for him to go back. And did, you, did you turn it down, or did you accept? Oh, actually, I turned it down. So did I. Yeah, and he went and back then, and did it on his own. Yeah, and then he didn't want to do it I told them to shop. dump the coffee on the computer when I got pissed. The, the, did he actually dump the coffee? Yeah, he dumped it, and then he left the room, and then... It just ended because he didn't have any more game to create. Or the other option was to yell at his dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went through. I went a couple ways. I have a hell of time at work. And <laughs> there was one time where it told me to dump T on the keyboard. Or maybe it was T on yeah, the keyboard. Yeah, and it didn't let me. Like, the guy, like, he tried, and he was, like, moving his hand toward it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm not going to do it. Why are you trying to make me do this? Yeah, it was hella weird. So then after that, I went and I started looking on the internet like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. this is weird because I've seen everybody else go different paths and they have all these outcomes or whatever. And apparently, if you go through, if you go down the path and you choose an answer that's not necessarily correct, it'll make you go back into a loop. But the characters mm-hmm. know that they're in a loop. Makes sense. Yeah, which is interesting, right? Very. Okay, because that also kind of ties into what the guy was saying about fate. And there being alternate realities or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How there's every single path that you can take has been taken. Pretty right. Much. Yeah. And weren't they talking about do-overs too? Like he said that you can go back through the loop and do something over in a different timeline? Like wasn't... It, something like that before yeah, okay. before he okay, jumped off true. the ledge or whatever. But I thought it was interesting because um, if you think about like our daily lives, like yeah. we have pretty much two options on a regular and I thought that the movie was hella interesting that it pretty much kind of illustrated that out you know what I mean but then it also like there's a deeper turn into it where the main developer talked about how you have an illusion Mm -hmm. of free will 
Like, then he brought in, like, Pac-Man, like, how he's trapped inside of a box. Right. He seems like he has free will, but he's being chased by his demons or whatever. Yeah. And then I started thinking about life, right? And I was like, damn, like, what if we have the illusion of free will? Like, what if at the end of the day, fate is fate, period, and we're going down a path, and we're going to end up at that path regardless, but we have all these little loops that we can go through, and then the loops, like, for example, in the movie, if you were to go down a path, and take the wrong turn, it would make you go into a loop, and then the characters realize what they're doing, or they've been there before, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's our deja vu, you know what I mean? That's really funny that you say, or say that, because there's a situation, I'm not going to go into detail about the situation, I'll tell you guys off this, but there's a situation that I'm in now that reminds me of a situation from before, like, it feels like similar feelings at the beginning. So you think you're kind of getting like a redo? It, it almost, no, I wouldn't say redo, but it just feels weird. It's like feels so familiar. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it feels like how I felt before. and But not because of, like, emotion. It's like everything feels similar. Like, I've already lived this part. Maybe you have. I was, watching a, I was watching a YouTube video about time and how I was saying time is not real. Like, whatsoever. Like, we, as a species, were reference-based. Right. And that's what helps us progress in life, pretty right. much. But if you look at the big picture, time is very, for lack of better terms, it's just not real. And like What's the it? past and the present is simultaneously happening. Right. For example, like if you were to look at a, a ocean and you were to look at the beach, you got the ocean and the sand. Mm -hmm. You don't find a, a, a solid line that separates the ocean and the sand. They're, they're always overlapping. Right. Like that's past, present, future mm -hmm. kind of thing. And maybe you're just living the same shit that you've already been living. If yeah, and I'll get some, if I, maybe if I just tell you guys later what the detail is, but I just thought that that was interesting that uh, it happened that way. Um, but no, I agree. I, th I think time is like a, a human made. Like we perceive time, like that's something that we made up, just like numbers, just like the alphabet. Like that's not something that's real and tangible. It's just a way to keep track. Right. Because yeah. I saw a guy on Instagram, and I thought this was interesting. He was talking about, you know, New Year's resolutions. He's like, I'm not making a resolution this year because this is just another day. He's like, it's, time is just relative to us. So this should just be another day of the year. You shouldn't just get a do-over, get the start over just because it's a new year. He's like, you should be doing you that consistently. Good, it yeah. does. <laughs> but he goes, but I see why people do it because it gives them a starting point. True. And about two days later, an ending point. <laughs> Because that's, that's how far they get to their resolution. I've never been big on resolutions anyways. For me, it's always been, not New Year's resolutions. For me, it's always been my birthday. I treat yeah. that as like my New Year's resolution. Because that's the start of an actual year? Yeah, right. like that's my own personal thing and not being on everyone else's own things. And But you see it all the time. Example, being at LA Fitness, first week of January, oh, you God, see that dude. influx of people. Oh, yeah. PTSD course, from like, that shit. <laughs> course that's the whole oh yeah i want to start working out this year and then by the time we hit march it's back to normal not even march when i was working there it was like fucking second week of february <laughs> like that's real. and it's it's hard but to keep i mean it's hard to put a time on a goal like that because you feel like if i miss a gym three or four days in a row i already killed my resolution when in reality you just start over exactly so it, and it's almost like you get a, a, a mulligan but people just decide to quit because they're like, oh, I already missed five days in a row, so I'm not going to go for the next six years. <laughs> <laughs> some logic. That's true. Yeah. You guys want to get into some music? I know that we started off. Yeah, we, we definitely. started off kind of like, yeah, <laughs> deep. Uh, you guys listen to any music over the break at all? 
I've been listening to a lot. I feel like uh, music has slowed down in the last couple of weeks. We're not getting as many releases, and that's actually been a nice breath of fresh air. I've been hoping for an Offset's album. Uh, soon, I think. I yeah, saw. but I thought it was going to come out in December. Like, I was really hoping that it would, you know, would have came out. I think the Cardi stuff probably pushed that all back. How are you guys still feeling about I, that situation? Cardi and Offset being <laughs> legit? What up? Uh, I think it was legit, but I do think some of it was... They, I don't think it was as serious as it was meant to be. Or that it was supposed to be perceived to be. I think that uh, some of it might have been drummed up for the effect. Like, I think that they've been working on things behind the scenes. So, of course, the rolling loud thing, just like he brought bringing him on stage and stuff. I think that was all set up uh-huh. to uh, just keep playing. And then they had their own photographer to get the pictures when they were in. You know, they were vacationing together. Like, I feel like that they reconciled way sooner than what the public thought that they did. I think that Cardi and Offset's situation is real as fuck Mm -hmm. but i think that their team is gonna exploit that oh absolutely i I do think it's genuine after looking at all the shit like that's been going on in the past at first i really i was skeptical i'm not gonna front but now i think it's real like it seems real yeah i mean it's it's, someone getting divorced is realistic someone (laughs) cheating is realistic you know what i mean like why why was i trying to fight that in my head you know so yeah that's you had good reason though because of all the it's all you can always question it with when those kind of celebrities. There's right. a lot of promotion going on at the time. Yeah, too. yeah. So it, it, I was definitely his skeptical. album getting ready to come out. Right, yeah, and Cardi so. was about to drop money, like the video yeah. for money. So I, it just was all weird timing. I think. But there's never a good time to divorce either. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. <laughs> that, might, that might be the title of this, one. <laughs> of this podcast. Who knows, man? That's real. Uh, Shout out to her on that video too. That was amazing. Well, shout out to them for getting. <laughs> shout out for them to getting back together because you always hear. The oh, they are back up. together. Yeah, they were. They have like pictured uh, like jet skiing or something. Okay, like, that's what's up. I yeah. mean, they were, yeah, they was happy. So good for them. I mean, is, work yeah. through your problems. I guess. I'm a cheer for love every day. Always. So. Yeah, especially when you get the kid involved. You know. Yeah. yeah see, that's the hardest part. I, I want to con- c- like commend all of Offset's friends that like came to his side and were saying telling telling them or. He was telling them to tell Cardi to take him back. Because, <laughs> like, if somebody came to me and was like, hey, can you put a video saying, hey, Cardi, you should take back Offset? Mm-hmm. Like, no, man, go work on your own fucking balls yourself. <laughs> like, I'm playing your fucking game. I feel that. Yeah, that's funny. Hey, I was listening to um, Kendrick Lamar a couple days ago, and it kind of got me on, like, this YouTube rabbit hole about a lot of his shit or whatever. And I seen a mm-hmm. comment, and it said, to Pimper Butterfly would have been better received if it dropped after the Damn album. How do you feel about that? Uh, I can kind of see why people would say that. It's just like when a person does like a huge blockbuster movie and then they do their small indie movie, like they do their passion project. I could see that, but I think it doesn't matter for him because he's always been passionate about the things that he was talking on to Pimper Butterfly. So it, doesn't, it wouldn't have mattered when it came out. To Pimper Butterfly didn't really get as much praise as Good Kid, Mad City, and the damn album. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we can all agree on that. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that that comment holds some truth because he kind of came out, like you said, a passion project. And that, I think it was too early for him to do that because he didn't kind of solidify him. Well, he already solidified himself, but he didn't, like, um, he didn't expand that reach enough, if that Got makes you. sense. Mm-hmm. So... If he were to drop Good Kid, Mad City, and then he were to drop 
Like he would have had his core foundation, and then he would have had obviously new people, and then he would have right. dropped them, and then he would have got like pretty much the masses, right? Then you can kind of drop whatever. You know what I mean? I agree. So that's why I think To Pimp a Butterfly, well, I agree with his comment that To Pimp a mm-hmm. Butterfly would have been better off. I it think it would have uh, had more impact. I'm not saying it didn't have an impact when it came out, but if he followed by what you're saying, I think it would have reached a bigger audience. Yeah. Yeah. Did he win a Grammy for that album? I don't know. I really don't know. Because he didn't, yeah, he must have, because that was the year he won one because wasn't Good Kid Mad City. That was the year Macklemore won. Yeah. Yeah. Macklemore did win that one. Apology. God, yeah. The famous <laughs> apology. Whatever happened to Macklemore? That's, That's a good off subject, but he just kind of just disappeared. I saw him, I just, actually, this is a good segue to uh, the cable conversation. Oh, I think you're talking about rappers falling off. No, so I was on, I, I'm on YouTube a lot lately. Yeah. And, same. um, Macklemore was on a show where he had to, I think he had to rate people's shoes that they created. Like there's teams of people trying to get into the school that designed shoes. And uh-huh. Macklemore was one of the, um, the judges. Interesting. Yeah. I know he's a big Jordan guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was on um, YouTube Premium. So I took the, the one month trial. Yeah. That, free trial. That was, okay. So, so it's not YouTube TV. It's not oh, YouTube. Okay. It's, is there YouTube Red also? Yeah, it's not that either. Okay. I, I don't actually I don't know what YouTube Red is, so don't quote me on that. But I remember you asked, is cable gonna die? Mm-hmm. And let me answer that first and I'll get to YouTube later. But cable itself I don't necessarily think is gonna die. It will be forced to change its form. Because there are like niche shows that if you want to kind of have like a a one-stop shop for a lot of shows, you still have to go to one spot, for example, like sports. You know what I mean? Like, right. If you download an ESPN app or whatever, you still have to go to another app to watch other stuff. So that's why I think cable will still be around, just in a different form, because it's kind of where everything still is. Um, but it will definitely change form. Like, I saw you can now get mobile service from an app instead of going in the stores, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Like, so now there's like, there's a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, okay. You know? What do you guys think about cable dying? Well, the only reason I said that is it just because it seems like everything is so much more accessible nowadays just because of streaming. So, and you see now like Amazon videos starting to stream like NFL games, there's other places uh, streaming NBA games. So, the reason why I would think the cable would die to me because the only reason I watch cable, and I don't know if this is for anybody else, but the only reason I ever turn it on is to watch sports. Uh-huh. Other than sports, I very rarely turn the TV on for that. Everything is streaming. And then even the shows that I love that are on cable are on a streaming site the next day. So that's the only reason I would say that I feel like cable is going to go away. But I think it's ne- less going away more than it is just changing their platform, I think. Uh-huh. And they just need to make it fucking less expensive. That shit is expensive. That's what you not enough. Even trying to call it Comcast and get what I would call consider a basic package uh-huh. and starting off like 150, 160 yeah. is ridiculous. And you can just go and get a Netflix account or right, something along those lines. Yeah, it's just, so I definitely agree with the pricing there. Speaking of Comcast, it's funny because like you get a cheaper deal if you bundle a home phone. Which one of your friends have a home phone? <laughs> yeah. Like they're trying right. to keep that shit alive so cold, man. See, that's but, another thing. Like yeah, why though? I don't know why. Maybe because they have so much money invested into it. Like, it's kind of hard to just kind of throw away. Yeah, you know, right. I, I really don't know. Maybe telemarketers, too, because they have, I feel like it's more, it's easier to get somebody's landline number than it is to get their cell phone. Only because when I, like, if I go full out, 
something that they need a phone number. Mm-hmm. How about the house phone? Do you? Yeah, my cell phone. Fuck that. Well, I don't have a house. I didn't phone. even have a house. Oh phone. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I put the house phone. I don't want. I don't want them calling my cell phone. That's real. Yeah. yeah. I definitely have like a alternate email that I use for a lot of like the bullshit. Oh yeah. I need one of those. CSCCam90 oh, yeah. at gmail.com. <laughs> at Rocket. This guy right. Rocket.com, Rocket uh-huh. Mail, whatever the fuck it is. Rocket.com. <laughs> Rocket Mail. Uh-oh. Excuse us. <laughs> That's my bread and butter for years. Hey, you know what's crazy? So, uh, I'm on, I don't fuck with social media much, but I like Snapchat because like it's just small doses of whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And if you go to like the story page, like they'll have like the different pages that right. you subscribe you to like, or whatever. Yeah, so I'll do like SportsCenter, right? I watch highlights. Something that I found interesting about SportsCenter is that you can skip, like all the other um, pages that they have, you can skip through it. Like if there's an ad, you can skip it. SportsCenter doesn't allow you to skip it. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's taking on the model of normal cable. Like right. this is going to be a commercial and you got to deal with it, period. You know? yeah. I thought that was interesting, seeing how Snapchat and cable seem to be completely different. For sure. But it's still following the same format. I bet you it's going to be more common, too. Right. With all the other pages. You saying you don't fuck with social media reminds me of the Office episode when the IT guy gets fired and uh, he's talking, he's like outing everybody in the office about something and he turns to Daryl and he goes, Daryl, you're on fucking Facebook, man. Why are you telling people you're not on Facebook? (laughs) Do you guys add people, your coworkers on Facebook? Bro, I don't add people on shit. I'm so serious. I don't like putting people on that I work with on Instagram. Because if you call out, bro. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. I'd be nah, thinking. I'm just kidding. I just uh, no, I'm just kidding. I like to keep uh, okay. I like to keep my personal life separated from my work life for at, the most part. At one of my jobs, I called in on a I called in on a Monday. Good answer. Yeah. Actually, I called, also, on, I called in on a stripes. Monday and a Tuesday. And as soon as I get back to work, that's funny. You called in right after we seen you at the Seahawks game. Yeah. Facebook. So oh, after that, I say, yeah, I'm done. I'm not adding to you guys anymore. <laughs> like, really? Because I just saw you popping champagne on Instagram. And it's 1.30 in the afternoon. I had my medicine mixed in it, all right? Yeah. It's yeah. Mimosa, so. I need my OJ. Hey, going back to YouTube. Uh, I was talking about YouTube Premium. So I think that YouTube Premium is about to wipe out all the other music platforms. Like Tidal, Spotify. Maybe not Apple Music because... Too big of a... Well, because it's integrated into iPhones. Right. And yeah. that's not going anywhere. The reason why I say that, though... So, there's a show I started watching called Champagne Ill. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And it gave you, like, a free um, like a free episode or something like that. And I was like, you know what, man? Fuck it. I'm about to just get the free trial. They gave you a month trial or whatever. Uh, I found it interesting because I like to compare different things, obviously, when I'm using it. And comparing it to other music networks, so YouTube Premium has, I feel like I sound like an ad right now, I don't even know if I really want to do this. Uh, YouTube Premium, it has like its own music network, or its own music streaming uh, app. Okay. And then it has YouTube itself, which is big because YouTube has its own original movies and its own original um, TV shows. Wow. Plus it has YouTube, you know what I mean? Yeah. So pretty much like Spotify would literally not have to combine with Netflix. And that still wouldn't do it because Netflix doesn't have the public aspect of uploading your own stuff. You well, know what I mean? And to that point, you know, I think it's Spotify already partners with Hulu 
or something like that. So when you when you get Spotify, you get Hulu all packaged into one. I think Hulu is part of Google, or maybe it's Google. It's one of those streaming has one of those streamings. If you buy the streaming, you get one of the movie streaming ones with it. Okay, for a flat rate. It had me thinking like Google got this shit so unlocked, and I know that probably in the beginning for them like acquiring YouTube. It was a gamble because they had to see the direction of everybody else in the industry. And it seemed like everybody took on with music instead of with videos. So YouTube was the only one with videos, right? Right. right. But now they know exactly how to do music because it's been done so many times. So they just come in and just swoop all of that shit. So can you like make playlists and everything with it? I'm sure. Oh, because what I was going to say is if... So are you, when you go listen to the music, do you have to, is it, you search regularly through It's YouTube? like you're using Apple, Apple Music or okay. Tidal. Like, so my next question is, is it only music that's available for streaming or is it also other songs like we have to go to YouTube in order to listen to it? You know, like if I want to listen to like Little Wayne, something you forgot, I have to go to something like that rather because it's not available on any of the streaming. I would say you probably do have to go to YouTube still. Okay. But you have to also understand that you're still going to YouTube. Yeah, I mean, you're right, using yeah. YouTube going to YouTube. <laughs> so they don't care. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, they don't mind that. Like, obviously, it's not my mixtapes mixed with YouTube um, YouTube streaming right. music or whatever. You know what I mean? But you still have all of that shit plus more. Yeah, the only thing is that I think would be cool is if you were able to get those songs that are on YouTube in mp3 format that way you wouldn't have to go to each individual video and you can just add those songs onto a playlist you know, i mean well they okay so i don't know if you have youtube on your phone and you use it often. yeah i do so you can't background listen right on youtube premium you could yeah so you can add wow. a cue okay and then listen to it in the background you don't have to you watch the video like a, a playlist with all those cued in the playlist I'm, would, I'm sure you could. Because then you could do like a best of Little Wayne mix. Oh, fuck. I'm okay. sure you could because, right. I mean, we watch YouTube all, all the right, time. I'm sold. And here, yeah. yeah. And you're watching playlists. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. You have me sold in the background. Yeah. You can, That's you just crazy, right? And wild. it's cool because, like, I love TED Talks, mm -hmm. but I don't want to let my phone just be open and playing and I kill a percent every minute. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, man, I might just. Sorry, Jay Z, but I might cancel title, bro. Like for real, like step your game up. Yeah, yeah, it's competition. It is what it is. You oh, mean? It was. It is Spotify. So if you pay for Spotify, it's twelve ninety nine a month. You get Hulu with it. Okay. Which isn't a bad deal. I need to look up if Hulu is part of Google because that would be kind of ironic. Well, if Google allowed them to do like, that. Like not only is Google because Google and YouTube is obviously the same thing, right. right? So Google obviously has their own thing plus all the other shit that I said, but now they're tapping into other people's music streaming. You That's know what I mean? Insane. Like all this is They're reaching, bro. You That's know what's crazy. funny? And not to bring another podcast up, but remember when Joe Bud was talking like months ago about uh, companies merging? It's happening more and more. It happens every day. I know, but it seems like all these companies, I think it's because well, my theory is that they don't have fresh ideas. So they have to like combine in order to sell you something. Like they're trying to sell you on the partnership rather than ha them having fresh ideas. That's real. Yeah. Like, Actually, that's a good segue, but first let me correct myself. Hulu is owned by Disney. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But isn't so, Disney coming out with their own now, too? Like a Disney streaming network? I would oh, not be with just their movies, right? Yeah, because they're, cool and, that. they're cool and all that. That's kind of dope. Yeah. Like, that's going to be the biggest kid network. Easily. And if they put all those old, like, Disney movies on there, like fucking Brink and stuff? Yes. Oh. Dude, we just, did you see it on my <laughs> Amazon? 
No, is it on there? I, we just watched that shit with my yeah. son, man. Yeah, that's so <laughs> crazy. Doing that's so crazy. Yeah. Sons for life. Yeah, man. Right. Lucky the Irish. Look at the uh, Irish. Movie was so good. Uh, what's the one where the it was like a Jewish kid that played basketball? That wasn't. Look at that. Maybe, no, that, that, was, maybe that wasn't. On, yeah, uh, that wasn't on this thing. Oh, let's cut that part. Um, you were talking about merging companies. What were you saying about that again? I was just saying I feel like they're out of fresh ideas, so that mm-hmm. now they're merging um, to sell you on a partnership rather than actually them coming up with their own idea. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really so have with that being that. no, with that being said, I think that's a really good point because I think that nowadays we're so conditioned to follow hype. So I have a question: like, where do we draw the line between hype and what's actually good? Right. Like, I think that's hard to tell. It is. Days. Very hard. Very. Like, there's... I'm going to bring Drake back in this because he's a good example. But his music is his music is good. Like, it's really good. Don't get me wrong. But then there's a lot of times where, like, his hype is so big. Like, his momentum for his hype. It doesn't matter what the fuck he touches. It's going to shoot to top five, regardless. Top yeah, ten, sure. regardless. You know what I mean? Sure. But is it really top ten worthy every time? Let's be real. And not only that example, but if you even think about whenever a new shoe or some clothes become like really trendy, mm-hmm. the Yeezys, for example, mm-hmm. I think it's almost hard to tell, are those really that nice or is everyone such a, is Kanye such a huge inspiration or someone people look up to so much that you're like, oh, he came out with a shoe, we have mm-hmm. to rock with it. I have a good, point. A, I have a good point to this. Somebody made that, uh, I think it was like a tweet or something where he said, Yeezys are for people that want to be fashionable that are not. You think so? Yeah, 100%. You see everybody in Yeezys nowadays, and they, people can't dress. Like, most of them, like, Yeezys are supposed to be like a fashion sneaker, mm-hmm. and these people don't can't dress. Wearing an Adidas tracksuit with your Yeezys is not fashionable. <laughs> but see, here's the thing, though. So, what, what Yeezys are you talking about specifically? All of them. If we're keeping it real, I think Kanye's missed on, like, the last, like, 10 releases. Okay, let's talk about the 350s, not like the dad shoes and shit, right? Okay. So just so like just the simple, simple uh, design, right? Just like a mesh top and a, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, what is the foam called? Ultra Boost. Oh, uh, yeah. Ultra Boost yeah. bottom, right? Yeah. Uh, that to me is not a fashion shoe. That to me is a comfort shoe. So wearing those with a track, jet, or a track suit makes complete sense to me. Like it makes complete sense to me. Like, then you got, like, the dad shoes, like, the 700, 750s, or right. whatever, the, whatever the dad shoes, 700, I, I think. think it's 700. Yeah. That's, like, a, that would be more of, like, an a outdoor walking shoe, because it has a super thick, uh, super thick uh, sole, right? Right. That would be more of a walking shoe, a more recreational shoe. It can handle more, right? It, it has a leather top. Right. It's not going to get snagged on shit, right? Right. So that makes sense that it's not a fashion shoe. I feel like people are hyping it to be a fashion shoe. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem between good and hype. Right. Yeezys, the 350s, we'll go back to those. Those are good shoes. Yeah. They're comfortable. Right. They look nice. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. I do like For them shoe. to be resold for $1,000 is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like, that's the Yeezy name. Yeah. Like, that's the difference right there between right. good and hype. You know what I mean? Like, that should be a mass-produced shoe, and there should be very minimal hype behind that. You know what right. I mean? There should be hype. Is, 
as much as I do not want to defend Kanye at this point, because I've seen this narrative run with Kanye about the, the shoes being widely available. People were saying, oh, well, Kanye only left Nike because they, they wouldn't make the Nike Yeezys so largely available. And then he went to Adidas, and then they did the same thing, but it wasn't because of him. He's not the one making these limited. He wants everybody to have them. It's the Adidas that's capitalizing, like you said, off the hype. Like, they don't, they don't care if you have them or not. They just want you to sell them out. Mm-hmm. You don't think he's big enough, though, as an artist, as a superstar, to demand that, though? He's not, he's not in the same realm anymore. Like, fashion is a completely different realm. How much are you willing to sacrifice... Um, in order to get your product out is really what it is because you've seen a lot of these guys like Virgil and people like that they have they've been working in fashion for 10 15 years and they're just now catching their breaks see I don't think that matters though if you have something which I guess fashion is very subjective Mm -hmm. but if you have something that um, I feel like what I'm about to say kind of goes against my argument but if you have something that the masses say is fashionable then it's fashion, which kind of goes against the Yeezy argument that I just made. But then that also goes against the argument I made that it's hype. You know what I mean? But I don't think it matters necessarily how long you do it. Some people just have a talent for it. Like Some people really do. Because you were saying like some of the fashion artists, they've been in the game and they've been grinding. Yeah. And then, yeah, he just wants to come in here and just be like, shoo, fashion. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. I I don't think it... If you got the taste, you got the taste. Is all I'm yeah, trying to say. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I had brought that question was because I had heard, also heard Kanye in an interview where he has talked about how he wants his shoes to be more affordable and that kind of thing. And I got to be honest, on my end, it sounds like BS because I just feel like at, when, you're, when your star is that big, mm-hmm. I think you have more. I think if Michael Jordan wanted to have a cheap Jordan shoe, I think he can make that call to do that. He does. He does does have cheap Jordan shoes, though. He does. He does, but if he wanted his retros to be cheap, if he wanted, but that's he wanted his brand to be like, I want it to be afford. I want all my shoes to be affordable for everyone. He, I think he can make the call to do that. That's like Lexus and Toyota. Like Toyota owns Lexus, right? But you're gonna have a premium. That's Jordan one through twenty three. Yeah. Then you're gonna have Toyotas, and that's the Team Jordans. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean. There's a market, and you want to touch all the markets, or else that's just bad business at For that sure. point. Well, and this kind of goes back to the easy thing, too. So the more you make of something, obviously, the less people are going to value it because sure. the hype's going to go down. For so sure. if I'm selling these retros and I'm making them super <laughs> cheap, they're going to sit on shelves every time they come out. And we know Jordan, man. He just yeah. wants to pump as many fucking he, he, colors he wants as to possible. Yeah. And I think Yeezy does, and I, I think Kanye should just come out and be like, yo, I'm not... Doing, I'm not making no cheap shoes, and I'm not gonna. But I don't think it's him doing it. I think it's Adidas are the people that are controlling. That. And see, and, and I disagree because I think he can make that call. But I think he enjoys having that kind of shoe that is sought after like that and very limited. I don't think he really wants everyone to have a shoe. It's not it limited. Good. It's not as limited anymore though as it was. And I hate him even defending Kanye. <laughs> it's not. They're not limited. You're, defending, you're not even defending Kanye. More yeah, you're not. You're defending a defending. product. Don't, yeah, don't say the A word because I can't be defended anything yeah. involved with that. <laughs> no, um, I don't think it's Kanye though. I think it's Adidas. You could, you could be right. I do think uh, it's, just in my perspective, he's coming off as corny. Gemini, you said just a second ago well, that he is corny. <laughs> do you think that Kanye? You said do you think he's too big to have? I think he's too big. I think he's big enough to where he can make that call, like uh, like Zach was saying, to make the masses. To make the masses. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think he can make that call. So, Shaq. We'll talk sure. about Shaq's shoes. Yeah. Very affordable for everybody. Very, and he's, he was very intentional about that. That's uh, Paul Marbury, another person. Intentional. Uh-huh. 
Uh, ben Wall- no, not Ben Wallace. Like ben, Wallace. ben Wallace wore Starberries, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he had his own. He was like uh, one of the only. Uh, yeah, one of the only endorsed ones, I think. Which <laughs> yeah. Starberries really? were actually kind of fire, if we're being honest. Did Al Harrington have his own shoe? Was he for what? For their price? For their value? I don't mean they were fire as in terms of like. <laughs> you know what? It's hard for me to say that only because. It's gonna sound fucked up, but the people that I saw wearing them. That's <laughs> like, fucked up. Or maybe no, no. I'm just a closet. No, uh, Stephen Berry's fan. Hear me out, man. Because the people like they're always like the bad kids that rock Marbury. You know what I mean? Like, Starberries. <laughs> Starberries, whatever. The fuck. You know what I mean? I'm just like, cool. I was like, I yeah. never wore that. I shit, never but. wore them. Never. Hey, if they're cool, why don't you wear them? Huh, Zachary? Huh? <laughs> Did you wear Jordans? <laughs> so are you falling hyper you falling with good that's what I want to know yeah. he said yeah yeah definitely follow that yeah, yeah like what if uh, who, who's a mediocre what if Austin Rivers had a shoe line <laughs> Yo, but no, hear me so out I'm so glad you said Austin what if Austin Rivers had a Austin shoe line Rivers. and all the shoes were he came out with like essentially what are Jordans if there wasn't if Jordan never came out with shoes and Austin Rivers ones twos and they look just like Jordans you know, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. That's do you think a, they would sell? <laughs> I think. I, let, let me let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. What number would he start with? He would in the same order. He started one. number one. Yeah, he did. Damn, that would be tough. That's a picture so, of the Jordan ones, but they're just called Austin River ones. And the first time you ever seen these. If a, a, a less experienced athlete came out with the same exact shoes that Jordan had, would they have the same hype? No. Yeah, they definitely wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But would they sell? I think is your other question. Yeah. That's a tough question, man. Because there's, there's some kids out there that want to be Austin Rivers. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell though. Like, not very many of them, but there's some. This goes back to the conversation we had last week. It's hard for me to tell what a hit is because of what I listen to consistently. Exactly. Yeah. So it's hard to tell if Jordans are even nice. I agree with that because I grew up on wearing Jordans. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to tell. So we're I have to ask myself. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, obviously I see Michael Jordan as the greatest thing ever. So it's like. That plays a part into it too. So, if it was Austin Rivers, like, would I be so hyped about it? You know, so that's a, a good point. Also, to bring up is that um, being conditioned on Michael Jordan's shoes, because I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah, Kobe's shoes don't necessarily do it for me. Like, he's hit and miss. Like, there's a lot of shoes I really fuck with, and a mm-hmm. lot of shoes that are like, eh, you I know? agree. So that's like, how come Jordan was the one that infiltrated our minds like so deep? Because one through twenty-three, well, not just at the minimum good. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. I think you have to also take into account. It's not just Jordan that was doing those tinker too. Like those designs that he made the shoe where they looked great on the basketball court, but then they also looked amazing with jeans. And I think that's why Jordan's been able to stay so popular over the years is because they make shoes that are fashionable, Mm -hmm. but you can still rock on the court. I would argue that a lot of those are not basketball shoes. Yeah. Um, you ever played in a pair of tens? That's you ever played in a pair of ones? Stop. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn, no, bro. Uh, my tens fell apart after like four plays. Yeah, you fuck can't that. Even rock on, you can't even walk on rocks in the ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. You got a piece of cardboard on your foot. <laughs> Shit. Um, Steph Curry and LeBron James. and Actually, I won't throw Kevin Durant in there. But I think Steph Curry and LeBron James have that problem that their shoes do not look good with street clothes. Absolutely. They, That's a great point. They look like hooping shoes. LeBron, I wouldn't even say LeBron shoes look like hooping shoes. They look like, I don't know, bro. They look too heavy to hoop. <laughs> but yeah. see, the, the cool I thing about the LeBron, agree. though, 
that I think separates him is he's super into fashion. So he can give you a super basketball shoe, but then he just throws like fucking leopard print on it and all of a sudden it sells out because it's a fashionable See, this and is, that's a hype thing. That is a hundred percent hype. Thing. Maybe I just don't like that style. I think they're trash. Like that yeah. whole look. Not for me whatsoever. The first couple of LeBrons, I'm like, okay, I could kind of see myself wearing those, but they would have to be with, like, sweats. There's no way I could wear those with jeans. The yeah. only ones that I really fuck with is the first ones. And it's because they, those well, not because, but it's ironic that they look similar to Kyrie's. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Kyrie's, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, okay, well, that makes sense why I like this particular uh, LeBron. When you say you like Kyrie's, you like... As in a hoop shoe, or do you like it? Yeah, hoop shoe. Okay. I like that style. I was, I don't like LeBron's shoes for hooping. Period. Like, I, I just don't think his. Are there any other good. besides Michael Jordan? Are there any basketball players where you see their shoes? Like, oh, I'll wear that outside of. I'd wear that with some jeans. What about KD? Some of KD's older stuff, I can see. Uh, I can't see myself necessarily, but I can see. I can. I could put a fit together. You know you. what I mean? Yeah. Um, some of Kobe's shoes, I can see. Then again, I have bigger feet. So I think like the bigger the shoe, you lose a lot of detail. You know what I mean? So so when I like when I put it when I put an outfit together, it's not like I can like the shoe, but I just couldn't pull it off myself. You know what I mean? Okay. It's just not gonna look right on, on my sense. size. But yeah, I don't that's a that's a good question. I don't do you have any athletes? No. <laughs> no shit <Jordan>. <laughs> <laughs> which makes me uh, maybe I really do like Jordans or something because yeah like there's a lot of other and I like a lot of, a lot of other basketball players but I can't see myself wearing their shoes even with, the players that are teams. sponsored by Jordan I can never see myself wearing their shoes like Carmelo maybe had like two cool ones and the rest the of the first ones trash. were yeah, yeah. Chris Paul not good never. Westbrook but I feel like with like Chris Paul and Westbrook they don't give a shit about the fashions well I mean I, I know Westbrook gives a shit about the fashion but not when it comes to his basketball sneakers mm -hmm. I think he's more about um, the functionality of the shoe rather than worrying so much about how they look on people's feet and that's how it should be right and, that's yeah. what, and I think that's what Jordan's model is now is it okay if we have a signature athlete we're going to give them shoes that are functional on the court and then we'll give you the retro stuff, too, so you get the fashion shit out of the way, too. But it's not fair to use Jordan because he gets the double dip at this point. Yeah. Everybody sure. else doesn't have that option of having a fashion lineage of shoes and a functional shoe. That's you true. know what I mean? Except for maybe Kobe. Like, some of those Kobe's are fashionable, I'd say. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. Some of them, for sure. What were you just saying? You are talking about a... You said, like, an athlete that you, you didn't have any, but you said somebody after that. An athlete didn't have any. I took Boston Rivers. No, this is no, no. He's that. talking about what athlete who shoes you wear. Yeah. Oh, who shoe I would wear? Yeah, the only one I can think of those Jordan for me. Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. I would do some KDs, Kyrie too, because I really like Kyrie's shoes because it seems like he puts more like symbolism and stuff in the shoe. Like there's a story behind each shoe. It's not just like I'm just gonna slap you with this single color way. And... I remember what I was gonna say now. Right. So. <laughs> um, the momentum of hype, I think that Jordans is a good example of it because we just all agree that we don't know Jordans are actually nice, right? <laughs> but our kids are going to know that they're nice. For sure. Their kids are probably going to know that they're nice. Like, that is a prime example of hype momentum right there. That, is, that shit is crazy, man. Is. Like, 
It's just like Apple. Like Jordan. Is I, so, I was just going to yeah, say this shit, man. Apple, yeah. Like Microsoft. Yeah. Like Jordan is ingrained in that. Because didn't they say that he's the most recognizable person in the, or one of was at one point one of the most recognizable people in the entire world? I would I not be surprised. It. He yeah. might even be worse than Apple with the fact that, for example, those Concords. Yeah. When How many times will this came out? Yeah, it's true. They come out like every Christmas. And they came out this past December mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't get a pair. I couldn't either. You know what's crazy? <laughs> Wait, is I ordered at 701. See, I didn't and I couldn't get them. Bro, the, we got those returns. You guys should have told me. We got so many of those returns. Really? Well, I was going to flip them because I saw that they were already like 100 bucks over. Oh, I was like, you know, fuck, I'll flip them real that, fast. At Nike that, that Monday, I looked on our little thing to see how many they had in Seattle. They had 50 pairs of size 10 and a halves. What? Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, just your guys' size. But at least, super cool. and it's like, at least Apple will give you a little something new. This guy is literally releasing the same thing. But allegedly, don't don't get me wrong. Like, I think I'm kind of over buying Jordans for myself. If I do buy them, yes, I'll flip it's them. It's been a while since I bought a pair of Jordans. But he says that he uh, he adds better materials, yeah, right? And that's why they get more expensive. Yeah. Oh. I actually didn't realize yeah. that. I think, I, think we just, I think we just found uh, <laughs> I think we just stumbled upon something we should do. Yeah. Um, I think he makes a tweak to him every year, though, like, not with the materials, but I think, like, you this You can't one, make a tweak to a retro. No, but I mean, like, instead of putting the 23 on the back, you put the 45, or instead of putting the okay. Nike ear, yeah. you put the Nike sign, or you make the tongue a little different, like... But you can agree that if he didn't make those changes, they would still... Yeah, but the thing about it, too, out. though, is there's... Like the Concords, like you said, you couldn't get them this year, so maybe next year you can get them when Christmas is out. <laughs> so to him, it's just like, I'll keep putting them out every Christmas because yeah. people will It's like a it. subscription service at this yeah. point. Yeah. And bro, trying to keep up with all them fucking releases, man, you drive yourself nuts. Yeah. yeah. But definitely that moment, that, I don't see that momentum going anywhere any, anytime soon. Yeah. And while we're on the shoe topic, actually, we got to shout out PJ Tucker because I think he's got the coldest sneaker game oh, in the man. NBA. Yeah. This guy pulls out like crazy, like Oregon Fours, like all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. He was the first NBA player that they gave the uh, those fear of gods to to mm-hmm. play in. Like he's he's like a and he's not one of those ones that pays some kid to go find him shoes like Benjamin Kicks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he actually goes to, like flea markets and tries to find the shoes himself. That's dope. Yeah, so he got a genuine passion for it. Yeah, it's sick. That's he dope. might only score like four points a game, but that's the shoe game. <laughs> he only nice while he's doing it. Yeah. You see those Christmas LeBrons he brought up? Uh, the LeBron Stewie from... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he brought out like a pair of uh, family guy colored LeBrons. Mm. He's brought out some crazy stuff. I mean, just going off of what you just said, I probably... It's probably not my taste. <laughs> <laughs> family guy LeBrons. He, he no, did that say was like that, the crazy uh, one. That he he also said Michael Jordan asked him one time where he got his shoes. <laughs> like, where'd you get those Jordans from? So... Oh, did he get him custom made or something? <laughs> I guess there's oh, only a, a few pair ever made. Okay. Marcus, Mark, he got them from Marcus. <laughs> Marcus was in a pinch. He had this whole He's like, God, He's like, Dad, cut me off again. I'm like, that's gotta be the greatest shoe accomplishment ever. You know, yeah. That's yeah. Jordan ask you. <laughs> you got that is a real point. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be a huge compliment. Yeah. Were you guys? Oh, I guess it goes on Twitter, but it's on Christmas. They found this meme of Jordan, or well, they didn't find it. ESPN's going to be doing like a six part series on the Bulls yeah. so they had somebody took a still shot of Michael Jordan like sitting in a chair and it almost looked like a therapy session and they were coming up with all kinds of things that he could be saying bro it, at first it was really funny and then it got so flagrant like at first it was like uh, it's something about the tailor he, the tailor's asking him how wide he wants his pants and he, he goes wider <laughs> it's like oh is his, his hands open yeah <laughs> okay. but then there's like other ones that it was like yeah, I told future fuck Scotty to do it anyways. <laughs> like that's just dude, it got so wild. Hey, all right, man. I saw why. The internet crazy. has no limit, bro. Yeah, yeah. Scotty didn't deserve that. You don't think so? 
Scottie Pippen, he's like... You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We got to talk about how Future has really just embraced himself as a scumbag. Right? He <laughs> yes. He's out here fucking people's wives. He's out here having kids. I don't know what the hell is going on between him and Bow Wow, but he keeps impregnating all Bow Wow's exes. Like, yeah, man. Future is as top of a scumbag as you can. I remember that game a couple his, years ago. That's his niche spot, though. Him and uh, Bow Wow were at an Atlanta-Seattle game. Remember that? Seattle playoff like a playoff. Oh yeah, hanging Seattle out. Yeah. yeah. So I thought they were cool, and then all of a sudden he like likes really? all his baby's moms and. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got I think guy, two about wild baby's moms pregnant. <laughs> yeah. That sounds bad you talk about. It's like yeah, futures is out here wild. That's like his. That's his thing. Yeah, the baby mamas. He reminds me of Wayne. Like he likes to collect Wayne. Them. Yeah, remember when Wayne was going around having kids with everybody? He was, Fucking uh, War in London. War in London. He uh, had uh, the Dreams. The Dreams girl. What's yeah. her name? Christina Milian. They shared two uh, babies, mamas. Nivea. Yeah, Nivea. What? Bro. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love my, my baby mamas. Oh, that's actually a good transition moms. into a music thing. Uh, what, did you guys listen to the Dream Album? Dream album? I tried. How, how, much, how much do you listen to? Any announced three other parts? Uh, I listened to I listened to maybe the first disc. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I was just so busy during break. I yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, it's I didn't cool. Have time. It's a yeah. lot of songs. It is. Um, it's like an eighty-five percent about sex, which is mm-hmm. cool because it's called sex tape one through three. So. <laughs> so it's more like background music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a couple standouts. I put one of them on the playlist. Like, there's a song called Hail Mary that's dope. There's okay. a couple good ones. Okay. Just, it was just too much music at once. I think from him, and then he's gonna put another uh, three volumes out. Another three. So well, like another set of three, like he just did. Yeah. So another probably forty. Plus you think that's a stream strategy? Is that what uh, he's going for? I think he's clearing out his catalog. I think what he's yeah. doing. I think this is music that he's been working on for a long time, and he might just be trying to put these out real quick to get out of his deal and then start a new. Because he sold, he sold his catalog, right? Yeah, he sold his entire catalog. I forgot about that. So I was wondering, like, what, if, like, what was the deal for that? I just know he sold his catalog. Yeah, I just saw. They didn't really say the, what the headline. Wait, he's going to detail about it. But see, like, I wonder. He, he owned his masters before, and that's what you're saying. He sold all that. I to think somebody? so. I believe so for a couple million. Wow. Which is weird because you always hear people say they want to own their masters. Like Chris Brown, I don't know if you guys saw the headline, but he just signed a new deal with RCA, and they um, completely gave him all his masters too. Wow. He owns all his masters. I did not see that. Okay. Okay, I think this is a good time to talk about this. Okay. So go ahead, bring up the question that you want to ask. What was that? The ten ten million dollars or the oh whatever yeah. It was. Okay, so just to give the listeners a background on this, so I come across this picture or whatever you want to call it, meme on Twitter where it was a question of whether you would take a million dollar deal, a million dollar record deal, or own your masters. Um, so I just wanted everybody's opinion. I mean, I have my own, but okay, I'll start with this. You just said that Chris Brown signed a deal and he could keep his masters. That was written into the deal. Yeah, he gets, well, no, so RCA owned them and now they go under sole, I think sole ownership of himself. So he gets the full cut of it instead of only getting a piece of it. Okay, so what we need to understand with this situation is Chris Brown is Chris Brown. He has a reputation. Yeah, no, not a lot of artists can do that. He's gonna sell forever. Yep. Yeah. If you're a new mm-hmm. artist and someone says, I'll give you $2 million to sign right now, and you ain't got shit, your family needs to eat, you got a kid, mm-hmm. uh, you can't even, your car doesn't work, so you can't even go to work. You know what I mean? Like, 
Two million dollars is sounding real nice. Aside from all of that, you don't even know how long your career is going to be. That's, that's my next point right yeah. there. You don't even know if you're going to pop off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but there's implications to that. I understand what you guys are saying, but it's not like in sports where they just say, okay, you're signed for two years, $4 million, and you get this much, this much, this too much time. Most of these record deals are advances from the record label, so you have to recoup everything that you've spent, whether it's album budget, whether it was whatever the million dollars they gave you. Like You have to recoup all that money. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, you end up owing the label, and that's why they offer people these big contracts instead of giving them their masters because they'll make more money over time off of those hit songs than they mm -hmm. will having to spend on you. Or if your project flops, then they can hold you and keep all your shit because you now owe the the label five million dollars no i completely get that but that doesn't necessarily mean that this artist is gonna get that either and this artist that sounds like a better chance to take than to try to do this solely independent when right. now i have uh distributing on my side i could possibly tour for like if i gotta grind forever but i'm still making decent money it's better than being cold at night outside sleeping you know what i mean right so but if you do I guess it depends on the artist, too, because if you have a smash single that you know is going to do well and you know it's going to be played for a very long time and continue to be a smash single... But you don't know that. Trends are so you know. crazy. I think, I think the artists know as far as if they put a song out and they start seeing the momentum, they can project where that momentum is going to go. I, th I, uh, I don't think very, so. It's very, I don't think so either. So uh, Usher had those two guys. I don't know why they popped into my head, but... Oh God! Let's not talk about the Usher album again. The Rolly, <laughs> the Rolly kids, uh, the song, the Rolly, Rolly. Oh, yeah, 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 you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. It Usher seemed was. like they were gonna pop off. I heard that song everywhere. I ain't heard shit from them. You don't know, like momentum of one song doesn't mean what your image or what your right. brain is going to be if, in the future. But if they own the masters to that song, which I'm assuming that they don't, I mean, I don't know their situation, but they'd own the masters of that song, that, that song is going to be played for 10, 15 years to come. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'll hear it at parties and shit. Like, I think it, it'll stay I, I agree with you that, yes, it will probably get played more. Like, it, it will not stop getting played, sure. Right. But that doesn't mean that you're going to make that eight million dollars that they offered you in the beginning that's you might come up five hundred thousand right you know what i mean which is not bad i would love five hundred thousand right now but Same i'm right. saying you're still missing out on uh 90 of your potential that you could have had you know what i mean right and when we talk about these like five million dollar deals this isn't like the, the labels are just giving out five million dollar deals to whoever. yeah, yeah exactly like yeah some of these people are only getting offered like 50k uh -huh. For sure, but 50K can definitely put some food in your mouth. Like Little Pump, I think he kind of was smart, and I hate even using the word smart with Little Pump. I do think he's smart. I think that he understands a little bit about his business. He signed that gigantic record label or record deal. Which That's why I'm I kept sure, on 8 million out. Right, which I'm, sure, which I'm sure he doesn't even give a shit about owning his masters. But all he has to do now, there's no pressure. He doesn't even have to make an album. He just makes one hit after one hit, and then it's just the, it's a revenue cycle. He doesn't even have to make an album at this point. Why do artists need to make an album? I never got why they have to make an album. Like, why can't you just be a singles artist? Like, That's true. If you think about Tyga, if he never had an album, I think everybody would be fine. No yeah. shade. Yeah. His hits are crazy. He yeah. can just do that all day, every day. Right. Right? So why, why even bother making an album why not just have 10 hits even if it takes three years and just that's your album right there you mean you know like I mean? red cafe 
I guess. Sure. <laughs> no, I mean, Red Cafe puts out albums, so that's just. I'm saying, like, have the, the longest rollout. Uh, Man, that is a good point. Well, doesn't Tiger make sense. Was just known for his singles. Doesn't like, it seem like there's a lot of wasted energy in making an album if yeah. you know the only song that's gonna pop on that album? Is the two singles you put out <laughs> See, or whatever. But that goes back to the record label thing because that depends on what you signed your contract for. Because if you signed your contract to just be a singles person, then that's fine. But you're going to owe the, 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 if you signed a record label or a record contract, they're going to expect an album at some point because they think that they can make more money off that album than just putting a single out all the time. I just think that that's not a progressive way to look at it. No, I think I 100% agree with you. They should do the same thing. I thought that's how Cardi was going to be. I didn't think she was ever going to put out an album. I thought she was just going to put out a well, single every I feel like Cardi is way different. Cardi is for sure. Well, she was for sure going to put out an album. At the she had way too But much at hype. the beginning when I heard Bodak Yellow come out, I didn't think, maybe not that she wasn't ever going to put an album out. I didn't think they were going to rush an album. I thought that they were going to put single, like 10 different singles out and then just package them all together and resell them to you. See, I with thought. With maybe a couple bonus tracks, which I think that would be a smart business model if you if you can't make substance or con or like any kind of deeper content for your albums and maybe you should just put 10 singles out package them together mm -hmm. maybe put two bonus songs yeah. out and put it out that way like don't if you're not an out not every artist is an album artist uh -huh. Hell no, not. i think there's like i'll say maybe five percent of the artists worldwide right now have a legit like full album package like mm -hmm. the whole album that sounds great like it's yeah. a, a piece of work you know what i mean Majority of people, they're famous off of a song. Yeah. You know? For sure. And that's crazy, man. Like, you would think that, I guess, we already talked about it, but you would think that they would capitalize on that. Right. I got a hot take. Yes. Love those. I like them extra spicy. Y'all got to <laughs> hear me out on this shit. <laughs> and be patient, Dan. It's going to be on cam cam. Okay. Oh, no. I'm not going to start it now. I was just... All right. So, you got to be patient with this and... Um, don't come in too hot. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> she can say whatever she wants. I gotta keep the spirit of Michael Scott alive. <laughs> okay, so my hot take for you gentlemen is that LMA is gonna be the next Beyonce. You came in scorching. <laughs> scorching hot. Oh, but man. before before you guys say anything, I need That's you to really spicy. think about it. Think about her position in her career. Think okay. about Beyonce's early career. Okay. Think about um, her recent cosigns, if you will. And mm -hmm. then kind of go from there and see, see how you feel. No, I definitely think Tinashe is going to be the next Beyonce. Still scorching. <laughs> no, Still. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. That was that to be a joke. Okay. Um, this guy said Inferno. <laughs> I can see her being set up that way for sure. Um, they're definitely positioning her, I think, to have a bigger 2019 than she had in 2018. Uh -huh. like putting her on the Meek record, I think, was a good look. Her album wasn't bad. Uh -huh. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. And I kind of like how she's from somewhere else. She's not from here. So I can see her getting big. Uh, do I think Beyonce big? I mean, I guess we'll never know, you know, like the magnitude of having to try and be a Beyonce, but I can see them probably grooming her to be one. Uh -huh. Okay. Personally, I see Beyonce in two parts. Okay. So we got the music side, of course, which is... And you got Sasha Fierce. Not even the Sasha Fierce, but just <laughs> Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce the woman, mm -hmm. and just the way she's obviously carried herself in the public and things that we know about her and how yeah. she's just idolized for... Everything. If you had to name one bad thing about her or one thing she's done that was like... I want to say something <laughs> so bad, but I'm not going to say it up here. It's hard to like find a quote-unquote flaw about her. 
I haven't heard that one actually. That's but I've heard that one. I think if you were to ask what? She can't read? Yeah. I haven't heard that before. What? Why are you not saying that on here? Because yeah, I don't want this guy to want to fuck up his Jay Z ties yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, this you know, that, I'm, I'm looking for that title, man. No, so, uh, that's Beyonce just. Beyonce can't read? I forgot where I heard that from, but it was. I can't see I that. don't believe that. She talks way too well, man. <laughs> that's what I said. I didn't believe it. Floyd uh, Mayweather, if you listen to him talk, I believe that he doesn't read. R. Kelly yeah. said he can't read, though. Interesting. He talks. Oh, well, I saw somebody. Okay. It was actually funny because somebody was like, yeah, well, I've seen R. Kelly ordering food into McDonald's before. And I was like, you don't need to read to order McDonald's. I want the sandwich right there in the <laughs> middle <laughs> with the drink on the I side. want the brown one that everybody else gets. But going back to my point, I just feel like if you were to ask the common public something like a flaw about Beyonce, she just appears to be flawless. So what is the, as a person. What is the flaw of LMA? You know, I can't answer that either. I don't, because I, I don't okay. really don't know, but it's just okay. different. Like, Beyonce, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of, actually, I can't speak on that. I was going to say, I don't think there's a lot of kids saying that they want to be on me, but you know what? There might be. I don't know. Okay. Let me, let me explain where I'm coming from. Ella May, 24 years old. Beyonce, 37. Right? She has a lot of time. Super. A lot of time to be at a position that Beyonce's in. So... If you look at Beyonce's early career, when she had Destiny's Child with four girls, not three girls. Just uh, not control. Was she with Destiny's Child at 24? Or? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, uh, I want to figure out where was she at 24. Let's see. Beyonce starting age. That's a weird Google, but all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is taking too much time. Um, someone, it, can, yeah. someone can Google that shit later. <laughs> anyway. So if you look at LMA right now and compare it to early Beyonce, which I feel like that's the only way you could compare because you have to compare the same points in the careers. Right? I agree. I agree. Agreed. Beyonce wasn't out there singing some crazy shit. She no. wasn't out there singing with crazy ass powerful lungs. Like she was singing and sure. it sounded great. Yeah. LMA sings. It sounds great. Yeah. They literally sound alike. Like early Beyonce sounds like LMA yeah. or LMA sounds like early Beyonce. Ella May, you would say she, uh, her 2018 was successful. Yeah. Oh, She's sure. starting successful, right? Right. Um, Beyonce started successful. Uh, then the reason why I even made this comparison is because of the song 24-7 on Meek Mill's album, Championship, yeah. where she was singing Beyonce's song, right? Two things on that. First thing, Beyonce is not just going to let anybody sing Beyonce's song. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I can agree with that. And she did it well. That's the second thing. Yeah, that was a great song. Yeah. Or is a great song. Another thing? So, okay, actually, I got another thing on that. Uh, <laughs> if Jay-Z is co-signing Meek, I feel like it kind of trickles down. Absolutely. Like, Jay-Z, Meek, Beyonce, LMA. I'm just, I'm just guessing, right? Well, I have another connection that could be why LMA was on that particular album. The one with... Uh, and why she was able to sing the Beyonce. Okay, so in that, in, on that album, there's another song with Meek, obviously, Jeremiah, and P&D Rock. Yeah. Uh, Dangerous. Okay. And he, even, he also shouts her out in there, LMA Boot Up. Yeah. Right? I was like, that's interesting that you would shout out her. I mean, I know it's a common thing, but she's very new. Like, why would you not shout out Rihanna or, you know what I mean? Maybe because she did just have a hot song boot up. You know what I mean? Maybe that's right. part of it. But I just found it coincidental that 
the two times that she's been prominent on his album. Like, that's a big shout out. Like, the beat kind of dropped right there. It was quiet. LMA boot up. Like, that was a, it stood, stood out to me immediately. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, obviously, her singing Beyonce's part in a Meek song. That's crazy to me. You know what right. I mean? Right. Well, the connection I was going to say, too, is I believe that LMA is signed to Mustard. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Mustard is represented by Rock Nation, if I remember correctly. So that could be another reason why there's, there's that tie there. Okay. I think I think she signed to Mustard at least. Ted Summers, I think, is a record label, and that's it's Mustard's. Okay. But yeah. that's I didn't know that. That's that's cool. I could just see her, like you said, kind of being like mm-hmm. uh, formed into the next lead female, like the big name female. So while we're actually on that topic, who else do you think right now, female-wise, it's not Rihanna, or it's not, like, who do you think is the the next big up-and-coming females, besides LMA? Well, LMA has her own lane. I don't think anybody's really competing in that lane, where it comes to the Queen Bee, if you will, that Queen okay. Bee lane. Yeah, yeah, There's other females, obviously, that are, like, killing it right now, like her, SZA, like, shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But they have their own lanes. You know, I, I just don't see them being in the Beyonce lane. Okay. That's for damn yeah. sure, you know. So where do you guys fit Georgia and all that? Because I think Georgia's up there, too. I don't see her in the Beyonce lane. Oh, what was the song I just listened to from her? I don't forget the name of it, or I don't remember the name of it. Uh, but she doesn't, she doesn't sound, she has, like, her own unique sound. And whatever song I listen to, I'm going to look it up real fast. Because she sounded like someone completely different. Because I knew we were going to talk about the other female artists. Because if I'm bringing this up, you're going to bring out the yeah. other ones. But I was like, she, she can go her own complete different way. Because she, she could sound completely different if she wants to. Who, Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. Like she had like this, uh, does she have an accent speaking regular? She's British. Okay. I think. And I feel like she can yeah. kind of exploit that a little bit more. Right. That's why Drake was spending all those, those months over in the old uh, Cross the Pond. <laughs> yeah. I need some news. Uh, I, I did put a Georgia Smith song on my that playlist that I made, or the playlist that we all made. So it could have been something on there. Or no, this was a so on title. Now they do uh, my mixes, kind of like what Spotify does. Oh like yeah, they, make they do mix. that on uh, on Apple too. Yeah, or like a form of that. Title's clearly late on this, but it's yeah. nice. And I listen to a lot of the R and B on there, and a lot of her stuff is on there often. I don't remember the name. Well, both her projects are great. I don't know if you guys have had the chance to check out. She had like a, I guess it would be like considered an EP. It was like seven songs called Project 11. That was really good. Um, And then she had the album and I thought the album was pretty good. It's just one of those things I think you got to be in the mood for though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, For sure. She's definitely a mood mood type person. I hope to hear hear more from Sabrina Claudio. Isn't she racist? Is she? I think they tried to cancel her on Twitter because she had she had some tweets like against dark skinned girls. Cancel her. On I can't Twitter. say I'm surprised. It's, it's, okay, so actually, while we're on that topic, or we'll t- the topic of canceling, because we're I think we're in a cancel culture now. Oh, for sure. Like, for are sure. we canceling people just because we don't like them, or are we actually canceling them because of what they're doing? Okay, I gotta ask you guys a question. Okay. Do you look at someone differently, or do you judge them? From knowing what they know now, if they watch the Cosby Show, if they want to go back and watch the Cosby Show, no. Oh, it's like, see, it's, this goes into that whole argument of is art separate from the person? It is. I think it is. If for R. Kelly, for me, I'm glad you pointed that out because that's where I was going. This next, is what I was going to so. say. Like, this was my, I guess, my hot take about R. Kelly. It's not even a hot take. 
I don't ever want to listen to another R. Kelly song ever again. Okay. Not that I was listening to a whole bunch, but I think if Space Jam comes on, I'm about to mute that shit during that part because I don't want, I'm never going to stream, unless I'm out somewhere and I hear it, mm-hmm. I will never stream, I'll never watch another movie, I will never anything with R. Kelly. Same with, um, who's the dude from House of Cards that was raping those kids or mm-hmm. sleeping with kids or touching was kids? Was it Mike? Something. Uh, is it Kevin, Sp- Kevin, Kevin Spacey? Kevin Spacey. I know yeah. it was a white name. You guys ever see The Negotiator with uh, Samuel Jackson? No. Oh, it's like this movie. It's kind of like John Cute. Anyways, so basically, Kevin Spacey's in it. I fucking love that movie. Like, love, love that. It's like one of my favorite movies. I refuse to watch it now because he's in it. I just can't separate it anymore. I completely understand not going out of your way. Yeah. But saying you don't like the music is ridiculous. I don't know. Are you saying you don't like the music or you're not going to listen to the music? I was never the biggest R. Kelly fan anyway, so I don't know if... Okay, well, maybe it's maybe me from my personal perspective is it's just... I don't. I already didn't listen to the music as much anyway, so it's, it's not like I'm giving up a lot. It's not like mm-hmm. with the Kanye situation where I'd have to give up a lot of music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For somebody who does like R. Kelly music, I think for them to say that I don't like R. Kelly's music anymore now... Oh, it's a lot. Zero sense to me. What's yeah. Like? like, that doesn't make sense. Right. Like, you don't like the person, I get that. Right. You don't like what they did, I get that. Going out of your way to listen to the music, that's a whole nother conversation. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, now you're funding him. Yeah. But saying you don't like the actual song is crazy to me. It just doesn't. But see, now my opinion changes of the song. I'm just not hearing the song in the same way. Like, I can't enjoy it anymore now that everything's come out. Actually, I kind of get that because <laughs> they were talking about Michael Jackson's song, You're Not Alone. Oh, God. And R. Kelly wrote that. Yeah. Apparently, there's a girl in the show. So I didn't see the show. <laughs> but apparently, there's a girl in the R. Ke- or surviving R. Kelly show that says that R. Kelly wrote that song about me being pretty much trapped by him. Michael, or, and then he's, or Michael Jackson came to R. Kelly to write a song, and that's what he wrote it about, gave it to M- Michael. And Michael turned it into like a love song. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. That's so like now when I hear that song, whether or not that's true or not, now when I hear that song, I automatically think like, this is weird. No, Robert this Kelly was a nasty motherfucker, yeah. bro. That he that's. I, I, and I'll be honest, I haven't even watched any of the R. Kelly documentary, and I won't because I cannot watch that. Like I, the other day I was flipping through channels, and it was like a year in coverage thing. And uh, it stopped. I stopped because I was listening to some of the U.S. gymnastics stuff. You guys are aware mm-hmm. with that story, right? Yeah. And just like hearing those girls talk about that shit, and even one girl killed herself over that. Like, I was like, I had to turn that off instantly. And then I hear that the R. Kelly documentary was somewhere. I can't. I just, it's it's interesting, but I can't watch that. Shit. And do you I expect can... the people around you to take like that same stance? I can't. I can't hold somebody else's account. I can't hold another person accountable for their opinion on something. Wait, what was your question just now? Do you expect the people around R. Kelly? Around you, like if he's oh, with, okay, okay. So if he's like, right, for example, if he's riding in the car with you, mm-hmm. like is he no, I'm gonna, you, like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna give you the side eye, maybe, but R. you know, Kelly. I can't stop anybody else from listening to him. I just personally won't be partaking in it. That is a weird situation. Like, if you just got in the car and just started playing, like, I believe I could fly, I'd be like, out of all the songs? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I yeah. Get that. But, let's say if I was rocking some Yeezys, based off of Kanye's antics lately, am I just, I'm disowned now? I'm just at the point where I just... Because I'm rocking just... the comfiest Ultra Boost <laughs> on I'm this just, planet. Nah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gotten to the point where I'm just gonna ignore Kanye. I'm just, it's, I don't want to see any of it. I don't want to hear any of it. I'm just gonna just... 
separate myself from it. Which I guess is hard because we talk a lot about music on here. But I, just, I don't know, man. I just don't know. Like, he, he said... Uh, I was willing to give him a shot the first time because, you know, he said his Trump shit. I guess we're getting into this, but he said his shit. <laughs> hey, you did we're this. We're here. You did this. We've arrived. Oh, yeah. I got an Apple Watch, by the way, just so you guys know. I've been there. Uh, pretty cool. Oh, yeah? All right. Uh, so what I was saying, though, about Kanye is I was willing to give him another shot the first time around because he said, okay, I didn't realize, even though I know he's lying. this guy's posture changed and no. everything. <laughs> he, he recorded. He said, uh-uh. <laughs> So the thing, the thing is, uh, I was willing to give him a pass the first time, right? Because he had come back and he had said, hey, I was being manipulated. I didn't know what was going on. Even though I knew that was bullshit, I was like, okay, you know, maybe he just... Saving face. Yeah, he, exactly, right? So I'm like, all right, Kanye, let's give you a little bit of time. Maybe you go quiet down for a little bit and then come back and you know, we'll, we'll talk then. No, then it's the Drake shit. Then it's back to the Trump shit. It's like, how much of this is real and how much of this is fake? And I agree with Charlemagne and all those people when they say that he's using mental health as a fucking selling point. And I don't know if you guys feel that way, but based off of those tweets, like, how are you going to say one minute, Drake, I want to put my hands on you, and then another minute be like, but it's all love? Or how are you going to say, I hate Travis and... He should be all about the family when literally Kendall and Kylie are both at fucking Drake's parties and stuff. Like, how are you going to go on and say all this stuff? Like, it just, to me, it just seems like it's all drummed up for show. I don't think that he's using mental illness as a, as a, would you say he's selling selling tool? tool. I don't think he's using that. I think he's using it as a cop out. Okay, maybe the selling tool is the wrong thing to say. I think he's not using it. Well, you shouldn't use mental health anyways, but I don't think he's putting this stuff out there to open a conversation about mental health. I think he's mm-hmm. spazzing out so that he can just stop taking accountability for the shit that he's Probably doing. because he has a mental health issue. Right, which should be, but that's something that shouldn't be done on a platform like he's doing right now. Maybe his mental health issue is so out of hand that he doesn't even know he's doing this. He doesn't know how reckless, like to the extent that he's being. But, but at the same time, I do think, I think he's very conscious of all this shit. I think he's 100% conscious of this and he knows how to play people. I think he's using it at his convenience. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, because. that mental illness? Yeah. Well, okay. so I have this whole conspiracy of why all of a sudden he's claiming mental illness. I think it's because I think he is getting the press from Drake and all those people behind Drake. Who, whatever the street stuff is involved in their situation, I think now he's starting to finally feel the pressure of that. And that's why now he's saying, oh my God, I have a mental illness. If you kill me, like, da 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 da, you're a wrong person. You know, which if he kills him, he's a wrong person, anyways. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally like, yeah. kills him. Yeah. They're talking about killing him on a track. No, I mean, like, he's talking about Drake was trying to kill him. Like, he thinks that he thinks that uh, Drake is out to try and kill him, which I can see why he would think that based on some of those lyrics. Mm. But again, how much is Drake using that to play up the situation? Do I really think that Drake's riding around with a Glock looking for Kanye? No. Do I think Chubbs is? Maybe. That's what I'm saying. Drake's not. <laughs> I don't Chubbs. know. So. <laughs> Trump, yeah, or uh, Kanye fucks with Trump. It's clear. He's made right. that clear. Um, I think that Kanye West is. I do think that he's a very fragile individual from the beginning. He is very overwhelmed with his daily. Uh, I'm overwhelmed, and I don't have 25 percent of the shit that he has going on in his life. Right. Yeah. So I can only imagine being at that point 
and having to maintain your cool, run businesses, uh, be a brand yourself, deal with beef from three other rappers. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things going on that it could start to break you down. And Especially I think his wife's family. It, that's a that's a big one too. Uh, it could start to break you down, and I don't think the people around him are taking him too serious. And I think that's why he got into the situation with Trump because Trump is a predator himself. Oh, Trump's a I wouldn't well predator is a good word, but I would also say an opportunist. Yes. Yeah, he knows. He's, he sees the value in putting Kanye on the side. So he lends him a shoulder to cry on, and Kanye takes it because he doesn't have much around him right now. Like, think about his family situation. Friends with Drake and Travis. Yep. Why the fuck would I go to my family to talk about this? Yeah. Like, whose side are you on? Like, that's tough. Right. Then you got some outside person who's very powerful saying, I can help you or something. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. But he clearly took the bait. You know what I mean? See, and I have a whole conspiracy theory behind that, too, is it almost like he was being offered safety because the first time, Kanye's always been on his Trump stuff, but when he really got on his Trump shit was after Kanye, or Drake started making all those threats to him about his life, right? Then the Trump shit goes away, the Drake shit goes away, and then it gets started back up again. And You're now talking about Trump for actual physical protection. Not like physical, or maybe the funds to be able to protect him because I do think that Kanye is fucking wildly scared of Drake right now. That just... I, I guess. I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Same. I don't know Drake. Yeah. I can only see what I see on TV, well, and that yeah, blows yeah. my mind. That's all I'm saying. It's That's, just, to me, I don't know. It just feels like he only uses the mental health stuff when it's convenient. And he doesn't want to have a real conversation about mental health because he doesn't want to talk about the grand scope of mental health. He just wants to talk about mental health as it pertains to him and how he can get out of the shit that he's involved in because of his mental health. I, and I think he also sees how yeah. it benefits Cuddy because people love Kid Cuddy right now. And sure. especially after he went to rehab, he came back, right? Everybody's like really accepting of him. And he's like, well, I have a mental health issue too. Why are you guys not treating me the same way? Not realizing that it's because you're running around doing your dumb shit. Uh-huh. And another thing too to bring up the Cuddy point is that Cuddy has never wavered on, hey, he came out to have mental health, left it at that. This guy, he'll have uh, Medicaid mental health. Oh, this isn't mental health. I don't have that. They misdiagnosed me. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I do have mental health. That was the other shit, too. And, when he, he went to Trump and told Trump, I was mis, mis, misdiagnosed. Yeah. Okay, so you were misdiagnosed. Now you and Trump have a falling out, but now you're back to being crazy and you're back to being with Trump. So it's like you're conveniently using the crazy when the Trump stuff comes up again. Okay, let's be real right now. Him going back and forth shows that he has a mental illness. I agree. Oh, no, I think I, he does have mental illness. Oh, well, I think, 100% but, agree with that. But I just think he only wants to address it when he feels like it's convenient. I don't think it's his choice what he addresses at this point. Like, he already painted a picture. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. Like, we know he has a mental illness. Whether or not it's something extreme or mild, this is not something normal people do, period. You know what I mean? For sure. I agree. So... I mean, he can, he can say whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. It's not going to change my mind that he's, something's going on in his head. One thing I will say, and this kind of goes back to what you had mentioned earlier, was that he doesn't have people to talk to or lean on. It I, seems like it. To me, it seems like he doesn't want to listen to those people. I, oh. I honestly think he does have people think, in this corner that are... And I, I can't say I know who they are, uh-huh. but I do feel like there's some people behind him saying, hey, man, what the hell are you doing? And trying to like help him out. 
But I think he's just not, for whatever reason, doesn't want to listen to those people. And he does have a line where I don't listen to people that are less successful than me. And I, I believe that. Well, when has Kanye ever listened to anybody? Like, this is, this is, this is not I'm a I'm saying, maybe he sees Trump as him. someone who is more successful That's than him. I'll line. listen to you. Yeah. I'm not listening to my producer or this guy that helped me get to where I'm at yeah. because I think it further than you. I'm not listening to John Legend because I feel like I'm more successful than you. Yo, John Legend is a fucking man. All right. Like, I'm getting off topic here. But he was one of the only people to speak out against R. Kelly. I saw that. And then I they, saw they asked him. Said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was real. Did you see that tweet? I did see that. Yeah. I did. That, I mean, fuck. Him he's, and his he's wife said, are just uh, doing amazing things. We kind of have to say it for everybody if they haven't seen it. Uh, it was just something along the lines of, was he proud? Or somebody was like condemning him for... Uh, they called saying, him brave. Yeah, people were saying yeah, he, they was were, brave they, he was brave. And he's like, why would I... Yeah, why, would, why do you view that as brave of me calling out a child rapist? Yeah. It's like, there's nothing brave about that. It's something that I should be doing. Easy choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did notice a lot of celebrities turned down talking about R. Kelly, too. Interesting, though, because one celebrity came out. Was it Questlove? I believe they asked him to speak on it. He came out with a tweet saying, they did reach out to me to speak on the documentary. However, they only wanted me to speak to R. Kelly's musical genius. And I told mm. him I'm not going to speak on that. Because they did have segments of people talking about how he's a genius in music. He said, I'm not going to do that. And he says, in his tweet, he says that if they would have asked me to speak on the other, on the allegations, then I would have spoken up it's about actually, that. That makes sense, because you can't really defend yourself yeah. exactly. when you're just praising. You yeah. know? Well, and it's actually funny that you brought that up, because uh, old clips surfaced of Nick Cannon, um, an interview with DJ Vlad, and he was talking about, not DJ Vlad, guys, anyways, but he, uh, he was Jeez. talking about how... Um, R. Kelly's musical genius should be separated from kind of the thing. Can you separate somebody's art from the person that they are? And then he said that when he was with R. Kelly in the studio, the guy did everything. He knew how to make a hit in under 15 minutes. Like he was a genius at that. But then he goes, I think that he lacks a lot of social skills. He doesn't know how to communicate with people. So he looks for people way younger than him that he can manipulate mm. into thinking the way he thinks. And that's why he was targeting so many of these girls because he socially or whatever his brain was just not wired enough to have adult interactions. Nick Cannon said this in an interview? Yeah, I'll send you the clip. I think it's from years that's ago. That's some crazy too. shit to say. Is that, is that the one where he was saying because R. Kelly can't read, that's why he likes to talk to people that are like young? And... <laughs> Bro, he had like the blowout? I think so, yeah. 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 He talks to girls that are younger than him because he can't read and he feels like they relate to him better. Oh my God. It's an interesting that's, theory. That is <laughs> kind of funny, yeah. I mean, and he's it's been around funny, them. I mean, they may jiggle all together, so... <laughs> this is such a touchy subject, man. I don't know what part you can laugh at and what you can't, you know. It is hard. <laughs> it is. I man, wanted like... to retweet something earlier that was like, <laughs> this is so fucked up, but it was a picture of R. Kelly and he was at like an award show and he had like a gold backpack on and he was dressed in like all neon green. And they were like, how did you motherfuckers not know that this guy was targeting kids and he's coming in wearing neon green and he's 30 something years old? Damn. <laughs> Crazy, man. I mean, it's not rare to have somebody that's not right. Yeah. So who's to say a famous person? Like, if you look at how many famous people there are, they're kind of an anomaly already. True. They can follow a lot of more anomalies for being anomalies. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So, yeah. Well, and they say that artists' brains are different. Like, artists are just the way that they think and create and stuff. Sometimes they do lack a lot of social skills and stuff because they're 
such a genius in some other place that they don't know how to interact outside of their genius. It's like one of those creative players where you only have 10 blocks to put in. Yeah. You got to put it somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah. I want my person to be hella fast. Yep. I want him to be able to shoot threes. I don't give a fuck about strength. Strength is It does make you think, though, where do you... Where do we begin to draw that line as opposed to you've gone too far? Obviously, a child rapist is, you, right. you know, that's too far. We're not going to separate, you know, your art and your uh, personal life. However, if you think of some rappers who say like they're, they were drug dealers and who knows what they sold, but... Or domestic violence. Domestic violence. Domestic violence, especially for the last couple of years in... in just in society in general, just seems like it's happening more and more frequently. But uh, that's a good question. I mean, a lot of these guys have done a lot of bad shit they in have, the past. Yeah. And it's not to take away from anything. Else. It's not even, we're not just even talking about just rappers or whatever. Like, there's a lot of people in a lot of industries that have done a lot of fucked up shit yeah, and, that are starting to come out. And, and the, in this cancel culture, that shit's going to come out even more and more. For sure. And that's why I was asking the question earlier are we canceling people because we actually care about what they did, or are we canceling them just to fucking cancel them? And the only reason I even brought up rappers because they seem the most open about, hey, I used to sell this and sell that. Right. And some of those things can be very harmful and who knows what effects they've had on people. But, and you, but, but you are right. There's other people who have done those things as well. And it's like, where do we draw the line of? Right. Okay. But there's an image that requires certain things to even have that image. And I feel like these are the type of things like selling drugs. It's really hard to be a good boy rapper. And not very. have done anything bad. Right? <laughs> and even the, the quote unquote good boy rappers have to get into their hood bag every once That's in a while. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't you can't really be in a lane without having some qualifications. We expect yeah. we like, it's a, almost an expect thing. We expect that from them. So the you majority, sold something, you were locked up. You know, you, the majority just forgives because we <laughs> like what comes out of it. It's fucked yeah. up, but yeah. Well, it's, a, it's also like a, it's a, it's a philosophical question, really. I mean, yeah, they were selling drugs, but at the same time, why were they selling these drugs? Most of them were selling it to support their families. So at this point, is it... I must say, if you listen to a lot of the lyrics, though, they but, were way past that point. Yeah, and but <laughs> also, too, with anything, they're, they're probably glorifying their actions. I mean, a lot of these rappers, do I think that they were out there fucking being, you know, El Chapo? No. <laughs> I, I, you were probably moving some weed around your neighborhood. I'm just saying, if you see some of these rappers and you like watch YouTube videos before oh, yeah. they popped off and they got 50 grand in their jeans it's like yeah, your family's rapper, probably fine there's you know a rapper I mean? that uh, rhymes with Sneezy that was riding around in Lamborghinis and shit before he even had an album out so yeah. speaking of uh, rappers um, are good and hype did you guys want to talk about Blueface and the off yes, offbeat rapping we need to talk yeah. about I don't know I didn't care about the offbeat rapping I'm just have you heard any of his music I heard a freestyle and then I think I heard like one song and I was like, this just isn't for me. But the dude's like blowing up. I listen to a lot of his stuff because of he's, he's blowing up. So I really wanted to see if I found him good myself or if he wasn't for me. He reminds me of T Grizzly a lot, like his flow. But he's chasing just a little bit more. Does that make sense? Like uh, T Grizzly, he's like, he's like uh, kind of on the line of if he's on beat or not. Like, he's really pushing it. Blueface just pushes it. You know what I mean? Like, he is chasing the beat. And that's why yeah. he sounds off. But he doesn't sound bad to me. Like, his music isn't, made, I wouldn't say it's necessary for me, but I don't think he sounds bad. Really? Well, I really what, don't. From a lot of people that 
because I've seen you know like threads get started on Twitter and stuff about why people like Blueface and there are you know people starting to argue why they like it and a lot of them say that they they feel like it's a Bay Area sound and it's a sound that should be like a popular sound but it's not you know like kind of how like E Forty and Kick the Sneak had like their little bit of a run like their music sounded unorthodox from whatever we were hearing so I think that they think that he's doing this unorthodox style in order for people to listen because if he why made is this bad though. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm saying that that's what people, why people, I think, are fucking with them so much is because it's different from what everybody else is trying to do. Yeah, because, I think this is a perfect timing. Like, it's all yeah. about timing, and no one's doing anything different right now. Right. Like, you have different collabs or different beats, but a whole different cadence? When was the last time? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure it happens. Every year it, it does happen. We'll be real. Like, there's a new artist that comes out, and they're just a little bit different, whatever. This is like... I don't even see him as really different, though. I think that just saying that he's offbeat sounds so different that people check it out. Like, if I were to tell you, like, this rapper sounds so good on beat, you should check him out, you're probably not going to go <laughs> run to see, like, okay, if, yeah. I, if I get a chance, whatever. But if I'm like, this rapper raps completely offbeat, but he sounds good, or he sounds decent, check him out. Or he's blowing up right now, and he's, and he's completely offbeat. You'd be like, oh, shit, let me go check it out. Yeah. Right? Do you think at this point he's... That he's just gonna stick to that. He's sticking to that. Like, hey, I know I'm off beat, but this is what's working for me. Or? I think he's gonna come back to it. Like, I I don't know if this is gonna be his main thing, but now we've kind of given him the off beat title that he can just do that whenever he pleases if yeah. he wants to. And I that's cool. Like, that's cool. It's a cool spot to be in where you kind of like everyone's copying you after this point. You know what I mean? Right. And then then that and then when that happens, you just switch up your style again. I yeah. mean, he has a lot of inspiration to draw from because if you look at West Coast hip hop right now, there's not besides YG and Nipsey really, and Kendrick. I mean, but I don't put them him in. He's just you know above everybody else. But mm -hmm. there's like no real prominent like West Coast sound. I think right now, like we know what the West Coast sound sounds like, but this is a perfect opportunity to, for him to introduce some kind of other West Coast sound, like the Bay Area mm -hmm. sound, and get it mainstream again. West Coast sound to me is dry. Like anything that yeah. sounds like a Dre type beat, yeah, yeah. deep yeah. bass, mm -hmm. yeah. That's the yeah, like uh, the Bay Area really doesn't get a lot of mainstream play. E Forty kind of did it mm. for a little bit, but the only mainstream you know, person they have really right now is G Easy. Yeah, I didn't even know he was from the Bay. Wow. Yeah, quick, quick on that though. Do you guys like him at all? There's a couple. He has a couple singles that I like. Okay, like the one with like ASAP. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's the Party. only one I know. But I don't know. He he has like a Drake vibe to me. Mm -hmm. I do where, see a lot of Drake influence in his music. Like his voice is it's forced. Like he has like weird accents, which I don't know the man. Yeah. So I'm gonna throw that out there. But it just sounds like when you know when someone's like Chandelier, or, you know when they yeah, like yeah. put that ear in it, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he does that. It just it doesn't sound quite right coming out of his mouth to me. But that's why I don't really gravitate towards his music. Okay, I was just curious, because, I mean, I like his music, but I don't like, if I listen to an album of his, it's like, I like 40% of it, I'm not, it's not like... That's a pretty high number, though. Well, yeah, and now. then I, I think about how many songs he has on his album, when you put 17, 18 songs, 40% is a... A good chunk. Yeah. yeah, that's a good chunk, I ain't mad at that. Yeah. I don't go like, my way to listen to him, but the time to have her, it seems cool. He makes good, like, turn-up music, he makes good, like, uh, like introspective love records, mm. so definitely that Drake bag, I think. For sure. Um, Didn't you want to talk about Kodak Black's album? Oh, yeah. Did you guys listen to it? 
I listened to it. I listened to it twice, all the way through, actually. Okay. His music is definitely not for me. No. But I will say this, though. I gave him two album sales. That's true. But he's, yeah, I don't, like, I don't really like his voice. I really don't like I his don't voice. I don't either. That's, that's what it is for me. What did you think? Uh, it's, for, it's hard for me to get into it, too, because the voice, it kind of okay. comes off as almost like whiny, little yeah. kiddish kind of. Um, I could see that. Are kids taking Cialis and Viagra? Are you talking about that gnarly record? Yeah. I don't know. I heard that shit too, and I was what? like, did he say Cialis? Yeah. Like, why? He is, I don't oh, know. He yeah. just, if it was the Cialis he was talking about. I'm pretty about, sure. Yeah. That, I got him Cialis. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, pretty much just talking like recreational Cialis. But I'm like, you're young as fuck. Like, I feel like yeah. that'll fuck your dick up. Yeah. I don't, well, I mean, if you think about all the drugs and shit that they do, I mean, it, it's possible. That's just interesting. Just Recreationally. I'm not going to put anything past this kid's generation ever since uh, J.J. Watt had to do that video or commercial telling kids not to eat Tide Pods. <laughs> That's just crazy. After we hit that point, I said, yeah, I can't You really know, I got into an argument. Viagra is very innocent <laughs> after, after Tide Pods, huh? <laughs> I got into an argument one time on Twitter uh, with the, some like racist white dude. And he, he, said, he called me a liberal snowflake and told me to go eat a Tide Pod. And I was like, man, you really just take the key words off of Fox News. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, for for what? I don't even consider myself for a liberal. I was like, like, snowflake. We're really issuing a warning about this. This is crazy. Yeah. So to hear that they're taking that, I guess I can't be. I I just didn't know if is it really for sex or is there something else that comes along with those know. pills? But yeah, it's, the I way he was rapping about it, I thought you just get high off it. That's why I was like, what? What is the the benefit of it? Yeah. Well, I guess there's no benefit in doing drugs, but I mean, getting high, I guess, is a benefit. I you mean, that's very subjective. Five, that is crazy. Because <laughs> I'm looking at higher. Oh, so my thoughts on Kodak. I like, I love the album actually. Um, really? I thought that I, I wasn't a person that was really a big fan of Kodak. I liked his previous stuff. Like there was a handful of songs here and there where I was like, all right, that's cool. Like there was one with Future on his last album that was more of like a deeper cut that I love. I think it was called Conscious or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then there was. Um, one with a boogie like i like the one he gets more introspective and i thought for a little bit of this album he did like the i love the intro and i also feel like he's um he's like evolving past the street shit now i think he saw like the error of his ways and even if you listen to interviews with him now i think he understands that his platform is on a higher calling now like he's oh he's changing the way he's moving nowadays because of all the shit that's been going on I, I agree with that. But I also think that might be because he's got heat from the feds, but... <laughs> yeah, he's, got he's, on, prob- he's on probation right now. Yeah, That's yeah, why he's so. chilling. Um, but I just thought that it seemed like he, he grew up in a, a lot in the time period between the last album and this one. Of course, going to jail is going to make you grow up, but... Um, I mean, I can't speak from experience on that, but I'm just saying I would assume so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought the album was great. I thought that there was I thought the features were good. The only song I actually didn't like was that fucking Little Pump song. And mm-hmm. it's just because it's that shit is not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no... I would never even be like, all right, maybe if I heard this out, it'd be cool. It's just not for me. They definitely have a very unique style. And I sound like an old head right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about the younger generation rappers. Right. I sound like an old head right now because I see a lot of kids like it. And it blows my mind why. Like, it really blows my mind. Like, this is catchy, huh? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I would like to see Kodak do a song with DMX. Really? I think that would come out cool. And it had, would have to be some deeper shit. I don't want them <laughs> barking and talking about bitches. I want, like... <laughs> I feel like that would be a better move for them. <clears throat> yeah. If they went more ratchet instead of deep. Oh, really? Yeah. 
You think if a DMX came out, album came out, they would want Ratchet DMX? With Kodak Black, yes. Oh, with Kodak Black. Yeah. I mean, I, get, no, I don't know. I guess it just all depends on the person, because I'd rather have the deep introspective shit, but... I also don't know DMX for the singles. Like, I feel like a lot of people only know DMX for singles. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. How old is uh, Kodak Black? 22. Yeah. Who would you say is the best rapper under 25? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know any rappers under 25. Like, I mean, that, like, actually rap. Like, you could put, like, put Gunna and Little Baby and stuff in there, but I don't yeah, think I don't, I don't really know everybody's ages like that. I got you, yeah. I, I don't either. I know there's, like, a lot of... Lem- Young Thug rappers, is under all the little, or he might just be over twenty-five. Young Thug, yeah, really, yeah, maybe not. That's a good question to ask, though. I was because I know there's a lot of oh, young rappers in all the little. <laughs> this guy, how old is he? He's got to be he's close like to twenty-two. What? Yeah, he's hella young. Hold up, what? Yeah, I think no, he's no, he's older than us. All right, maybe I'm lying. Yeah. Party, yeah, he's older than us. I think he's like thirty. I, don't I thought know. he was in like that because isn't Offset only like twenty-five? But yeah. Offset and Party, why would they be the same? Bro, I thought Offset was like 40. Yeah, I didn't Offset's know this guy like was 25. 25. Yeah, I know the Migos were kind of... But the, the one of them Damn, is the Party's one 25. One. Party? That's Dog, when did he wild. make that first album? He's a musical genius. I don't mean to get off topic. That's real. I don't mean to get off topic, but I listened to that to P1 the other day. That shit is so... Fucking yeah. fire. Break from Party Toronto. Is, Party is definitely Bro, a genius at this Break point. from Toronto is one of the greatest yeah. That's pieces of musical composition. I was just bumping that the other day. And then I put I P2 was in the party on. Every day, and then that turned into P3. And then P3 turned into me going on SoundCloud and listening to all the Lucy's. And I'm like, that's why I sent you guys that ego record. Because uh, I was going through all the Lucy's. I needed that, man. That, uh, that one you sent me. That ego record is yeah, good. I need See, that, that sounds like a filler track. It needed to be polished. Album. That sounded like something that could have been on P3 for sure. Yeah, like at like number like, nine or something. Yeah, you know like I mean? the, the <laughs> like, it, it should have came after the song where he said, uh, the lonely in the six. Like it could have took the place of brown skin. It's, you know, it's so lonely right in the six right yeah. now. Oh, no, you've been missed. no, I love that song. No, no, no I'm Stop. saying it, it should have came after. Oh, after. Is that yeah. you've been missed? I fucking, that's my favorite song on that album. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've been missed. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's my shit. Hey. My favorite one off the album is 1942. I, I remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah. Because the only one that's kind of like fast, it's, it's, only, it's the only one that's somewhat fast. What about yeah. uh, a lot of them are Not Nice? Of, oh, Not Nice, yeah. yeah. Not Nice is fast. That that's was, what I want to get to my Jamaican yeah. dog and then I drink a session. Nobody. I, nobody's I actually, not like uh, that too. Nobody. I skipped Not Nice on the album. Oh, I, I listened to it too much. Oh, I played okay. too much. Yeah. I, I like nobody on uh, the playlist I made today. I put nobody on the I still don't know how it's my favorite song on that whole track or that oh, whole album. Wow. Speaking of party, though, he uh, tweeted the other day for like the first time in like six months. So I'm hoping <laughs> that it's it's, it's got to be P4 season. We need that P4. We need that. Pause. <laughs> I got a I got a question for you guys. So we talked about uh, the difference between good and hype. Yeah. And I don't want the listeners to think that if it's not good, if we don't. If I don't say it's good, or if I don't say it's or it's hype, whatever, that doesn't mean I think it's bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean? um, but I think a third category, uh, so good hype. I think personality can be in there. I think people get blinded by personality. Uh, I had a conversation with my brother and his friends, and we were talking about like YG, for example. Mm-hmm. I love YG's music. I don't necessarily think he's the best rapper. I don't think he's a good rapper. But his energy that he brings, mm-hmm. how he says the shit, his personality, I fuck with that shit. Yeah, and it makes you that's like, what makes me like his shit. You, know you like I mean? want to like his music. Yeah, that's all the same. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's like that's if a YG song pops up, like I see a new YG, I click it immediately. 
Yeah. I just want to see what he got. Mm, like I just want to see. YG used to have that effect on me, but kind of dying off now. Yeah, like that last album. I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Maybe it's just. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I just for some reason I just couldn't get into it. Even YG could be a single artist. Like he could be. I agree, but sure. that I say that, but also like there's some great deep YG songs on albums like Meet the Flocker mm-hmm. Flockers. Yeah. Like, that actually that my Crazy Life album that was an album. that my Crazy Life album is I think a classic. That was an album, yeah. Yeah. and I think I that's a unanimous. That. I think that's a unanimous classic too. I think a lot of people would say that that's a classic. A cl- well, okay, I need you to describe what a classic is. I think that's a classic album, as in like it goes in a vault with great pieces. No, I mean it, yeah. I would say for for what would they have uh, what we haven't had like a a West Coast album that's been that good besides besides Kendrick bro in a while my crazy life I love YG as an artist yeah it hurts me to say this is a watered down good kid Mad City I would I not I would no. not put that in there I agree with you I would not put that in the <laughs> classics I would, I because good kid Mad City is the polished version of it so why I would, would agree with you but I'll take a different spin on it. It is Good Kid, Mad City, but it's from YG's point of view. Like Ken, Kendrick is, he can kind of go between the gang and smart thing, but YG's just a straight gang point of view. Ooh. Whereas Kendrick's got more of an overview looking at everything, but YG's like right in the trenches with the experiencing those things. I like that take. I, 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 I can't argue that take. And I don't I, know if Kendrick wasn't in the streets like that and he just raps in a different way, but it just seems like when I'm listening to YG or like that first album, it seems like I'm right in the car with him about to go do a fucking drive-by or some shit. I can't argue with that take, but I feel like it would be redundant to put both of those in there. Yeah. Where you're coming from. That's, that's just how I see it. I would love for all his shit to be in the classics, <laughs> but I just don't think it... I, I, I can see somebody else that's similar that already did it better. I yeah. Guess, you know? What was even on this last album? Big Bank. See, that's the only song I can remember off of that shit. I know he got it. He had, he a, had a couple um, A party one on it. Not, I mean, like a. It was Big uh, It was a dance record. No. I mean, another one. Oh. Su Wu. Big Bank. I did like that Su Wu record. I, love, I still play that to this yeah. day, man. I guess those and are I like the. And I roll all the windows when I do it so that yeah, so nobody comes next <laughs> to me and just like. Yeah, those are. Claim, and I'm just like, uh. Those are only two hits off of that album. 42nd Street. That's still brazy. Twist my fingers. That didn't really pop off the way I thought. And it I like that song. Too. I like that song a lot. Um, I always hate. Do you dance? Why do you do? Yeah, that was a good song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after, I would say after that first album, though, he could have stuck to singles. Yeah. All his singles pop off. The second album wasn't bad, though. I thought it, it was wasn't good. bad, but. I wouldn't say that wasn't. It was definitely didn't. It didn't live up to his first one. But I also liked YG stuff before he became super big, like Real One and like shit like that. Like I like the more grittier street sound from him than him doing the Polish studio. Like I like him on Big Bank, but that could have easily been a Big Sean single. Or that could have easily been somebody else's single. He killed that Big Bank though. Yeah, that yeah. Him. You guys listen to Twenty One Savage album? That album yeah. was filthy. Is it? I yes. Love that. Have I you heard that? I haven't heard it. Filthy. Oh, That's my that god. Album. I wanted to put him in the best young rapper, but he's past the 25. So. Is he past 25? Yeah, I looked it up. He's like, he's I would like consider this. him that age group. Yeah, he fits it though. Because he was he was rapping on that album. He was man, like he 
it's like, like as far as growth and all that, like he he was there. Like you had um, like, and you had a little bit of everything, right? You yeah. had like um, there was a song about his mom mm-hmm. that shit was fire. Yeah. They had like a gang song, the Four L song that was fire. He had one about him and Amber Rose's breakup, Ball Without You, that was fire. Like, yeah, the whole album was good. The only song that I skipped was um, I think it was like a single sounding song. Don't say good day. <laughs> He's like, no, yep. <laughs> they had somebody else on it, and I was like, why does this... Hold on, I gotta look it up. Uh, yeah, oh, I did, he did I have a feature. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. I mean, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. The Post Malone song was cool. He and him and Post have a song together, and I thought yeah. that was pretty dope. Post Malone has a new song out called... Oh, Whoa. Was it Whoa? I fuck with that song. The that was Wow. Or Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that beat's dope. Bro, I think he, he wrote that really well. The only thing, my problem with Post Malone is when you hear one Post Malone hook, you've heard them all. Like, they all pretty much have the... A bet when he's going to be in there so <laughs> that's a, that's, He's a personality artist to me. Oh, yeah, people love Post yeah. Malone. Like, he... Uh, like, love him. Yeah, he's, he's not too hype, I wouldn't say. No, his music is it's cool. He just does what he needs to do. And yeah. That's it. And yeah. I appreciate him for it. Because yeah. actually now, like, going back and listening to most of, or, like, old Post Malone stuff, I'm like, you know what? I think that I had my blinders on at first being like, oh, it's another fucking white rapper. I'm not going to listen to shit. But now going back and listening to him, I'm like, actually, this stuff is really good. He had me from the jump, man. That White Iverson was crazy. Yeah. Me too. I love that song. But I thought it was a gimmick. And so I heard, like, the first couple singles. And I was like, all right, I can rock with this. But I don't know if I can do a whole album of this. Yeah. And then he came out and said that he doesn't, he doesn't want to make hip-hop music anymore. And I'm like, all right, fuck this guy. <laughs> And then now he's back to his hip-hop shit. I'm like, all right, well, you can come back in. He had a song. I don't know if it was his first or second album. He has, what, three albums? Two albums. Beer Barnes and Bentleys mm-hmm. and... The one with White Iverson's first one. I want to say he has three albums. I don't know. Uh, we can fact-check that in a second. Yeah. That's not the point. Uh, he had a song called Go Flex. Remember that song? Yeah. And it had, like, the guitars in it. used to play that shit all the time. I love that shit. That's a, but, that was off the first album. Yeah, that song had a, a, such a country vibe. Yeah. But he did it so well. I was like, damn, that's just dope. It's that's just like when uh, Nelly did the song with Tim McGraw and it had like the R&B vibe, but still had the... Yeah, but this one had a hip-hop vibe to the country instead of R&B. Yeah. yeah, that shit was dope. There was... Oh, that's the same album that had Congratulations on it, too. Yeah. That oh, was a great... That, that actually was, was a great album. Yeah. I remember that when we went and saw album. Bryson Tiller and fucking uh, Metro was playing that right when we got there. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is how this dance going to go up. And then fucking Metro didn't show up to the queue. I could not yes. think about his name for the longest, man. I forgot who it was. I wanted to say it was uh, just Blaze, but that was Aston Manor. Were you with me for that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a dope concert. Yeah, he only has two albums, Post Malone, wow. Beer Bongs and Bentleys, and Stoney. Oh, yeah, okay. Stoney. Was Stoney, yeah. Well, Dang. I'm assuming he's probably gearing up to drop another one if he's putting out a rap single. His first album, man, he got... We got Deja Vu, Why oh, Iris. that was my cut, Deja Vu, yeah. I Fall Apart, Patient, yeah. Go Flex, Congratulations. Yeah, he That was all on the first album? Yeah, he had oh, a heavy man. first album, yeah, man. He came up. I'm trying to think of... Uh, i swinging. What that song was on the 21 album, hold on. I was just like, this just isn't for me, but maybe I'm confusing that with um, the other album. The Maybe I'm confusing that with the Kodak album. But he had a, a nice variety, though. He had a couple of ratchet cuts, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, a couple with some substance. And it was, yeah. It, I just felt like he uh, he's definitely grown, and I, I really liked it. I think the only song that I didn't like was Out for the Night, because it had, like, the... That, like that Drake? Yeah, so he took, yeah. like, the Drake... Uh, um, out, 21? Yeah, you know, the Out Like a Light. The whole yeah. chorus is Out for the Night, Out uh, for the Night. 
with the like, same cadence and everything. Like you, yeah, you yeah. kind of just stole that. And like you didn't need to do that. Uh, that uh, I like that acid titty song. I do. That's my cut. Yeah, that's the record. Literally, the, all the courses <laughs> ass and titties, <laughs> but it's dope. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, definitely check that. That's a great album. It's I definitely probably it. like a uh, like a college party kind of song. Oh, the ass and titties yeah. song. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Those. Like I don't even know if it'd be. I don't know. I don't know if it'd be played at a club. I could see it at a club. You think so? I yeah. could see it at like a uh, what's the one that, with the shaky four? Grimms. Uh, Grimms. Yeah, <laughs> Grimms is definitely played ass and titties tonight. That, they're getting that shit keyed up right now. Grimms is one of those places where if I want to do like a not like a hood thing, but if I want to go for just like hip hop shit, like that's where I go. It's fucking Grimms. That's probably my but favorite now, spot. But now, like Rhino room. room has the downstairs oh, now, and their downstairs yes. is popping. The new Rhino Room is active. It has I like, would do Rhino Room. It has an ivy sure. on the wall and shit. It's yes. pretty cool. Really. We that's went there for my sister in law's birthday. That shit was dope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had to check that out. Do you like Shaq West? Uh, he's alright, but apparently he's one of the beater. <laughs> Bro, they're all, all these fucking kids nah, are probably mad. I don't like anybody, dude. Like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm yeah. Mad. I don't like anybody. This is crazy. You can't like anybody. You just like not, fuck, like, beat up women and rape them? Gosh. <laughs> is that hard? Dude, that's, I. Like, damn, everything like, comes back to, okay, you either beat them, beat one, or you, like, did some weird. Sex, Sex yeah, assault, yeah. borderline, like something, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's why Kendrick and them just fucking don't talk God, to anybody, bro. Right? Don't do any of this man. shit. Man. Are we up 20 to 3 right now? You know what's crazy, though? It just gives me way more respect for LeBron, man. Well, LeBron, let's not. Slide High school under. sweetheart. Nah, you know? let's not slide under because LeBron was doing some wild shit out here, too. They just, nobody, it, it was before social media. Oh. LeBron man. was definitely fucking the same girl as Pusha T. Pusha T's even said it in the song. Oh. He said, uh, something, something, white girl, you like that Bron Bron had that long time ago. <laughs> I was like, woo! Woo! It's getting spathy. See, okay, so there's two sides to that, right? There is LeBron has so much money that he can cover that stuff up, right? Yeah. But then to me, there's the side of you're too big of an athlete to not get caught. It's you like know? Obama, like... Obama's such a big personality. He's like, I know he's something. He's gonna have to. Hell no. Well, no, but you just figure that way. It's like this guy cannot be this good. Like, it's almost like a tiger. Pack up tiger can get away with it. Fuck tiger, dude. He was a bigger star than like anybody, right? Well, I mean, (laughs) we were talking about. (laughs) I don't know how we even got there. We were talking about LeBron. Oh, okay. So I told him that I was like, Hey, you listen to Shaq West? I I just now started listening. I heard the song Mo Bamba recently. Song is dope. I'm not gonna lie. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's just filthy. That's but one of those ones that's not for me. It was the cut, man. I liked it. So, okay. but I was out when I heard it, so I didn't really like it. Yeah, I, I can, like, I can definitely see that. The whole place just went down. I was like, yeah. okay. So I found myself in the car. I'm just bumping on my own now. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I thought you were like outside of the club, just playing like, <laughs> all the way. So, no. I was like, so I exactly. I'm like, hey, do you like Check West? He's like, oh man, he's a woman beater. Oh, uh, woman beater. Yeah. Coming from the guy who just said he likes Kodak Black album. <laughs> What was he just in jail for? Alleged. <laughs> oh, I don't know what he was in jail for. No, I'm saying I don't. No, he asked me if I like Sheck West, and I said I, I gave him like the kind of like the answer. I was like, Andy's also a little bit beater. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. along with that, though, I'm like, man, you can't like anybody. And I said, <laughs> I said, all of this gives me way more respect for LeBron because LeBron's had the high school sweetheart, da da da, and then Zach's bringing up. He thinks. But didn't he have infidelity? LeBron? Yeah. See, that hasn't been proven though. That I mean, that has. That's not like public. I don't that, know that. <laughs> That is public. No, I meant public. Are like his friend? <laughs> <laughs> Pub, like, that hasn't been... That's, 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 that's not confirmed. Tiger, 
just Kobe's confirmed. He did that. He cheated on his wife. He's confirmed. Shaq's confirmed. Le- Michael Jordan's confirmed. LeBron's not. Let's not forget Tony Parker and all this too. I know. He's yeah, like Brett <laughs> wife. But right, man, I'll, so Zach, Zach is saying, Zach is saying, when you get that much, that much money, that much uh, celebrity, you can have that stuff go away. No, I think no, I don't think it's necessarily even that. I think that he's smart and he just did everything before the social media era. And I think the opposite. I, I think, think I see the other side. I see the other side of that, and I'm like, you're so big of an athlete. If you even grabbed a girl's ass with her consent, we would find out. Possibly. Like, you're, just, you're that big of a celebrity. So what do you, you think about... Anything. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm like, Tiger Woods got caught. You know, look how much money and fame. But Tiger Woods got caught because all those messages leaked where he was saying some wild yeah. shit, talking Whoa. about he wanted to be spanked and stuff. Well, like, his big mistake was saying, hey, this, hey, is, this Tiger. is Tiger. <laughs> that's your number one mistake. Bro, have you not seen the episode of The Wire? <laughs> uh, what do you think about Kevin Hart, then? His that, tweets. I, that's what I was gonna go off of okay. next. His tweets, though, um, let's think. Of, his tweets made me think of you, though. Let's start with the camera. Let's start wow. with the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're right. back to that. Let's start with the camera first about him getting caught with those girls. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, it's pretty simple. You got. I wanted to know if you think that he's too big, or he, if he's so big that that's why he got caught. Because that's kind of what you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely. I think he's. Do you don't think he would have been put out if he was half of the celebrity he is? I think if he was Tracy Morgan, mm-hmm. we would have never heard about that. I think we would have heard about it. We just hey, shout out Tracy Morgan, though, for real. That's my guy. I like he, Tracy Morgan. He survived that shit. Did you ever see that, yeah, that, that was accident a, that he got uh, into? Oh, like years back. Right? Wasn't it at Walmart or something? Yeah, it was a Walmart. That was, like a, a, that was a bad example. Back? Yeah. Um, if it was Phase on Love. That's fucked up. I love Phase on Love. Phase on Love's my guy, bro. You can't do that. Okay, we would have heard about it, but it would have been like... You know what? You're not allowed to name anybody. <laughs> well, there's an interesting tidbit to this about you saying no. if his celebrity was only half. The only reason that video even came out was allegedly... I mean, I'm sure it would have came out eventually, the Kevin Hart one, but it was allegedly because he was being extorted by those girls. Yeah. So they were like, all right, give us half a million dollars, we're going to put the video out. And they could do that because... They, right, they, they could do that because he was such a big... I think uh, you could do that to any celebrity nah, if he's got a wife and kids. Uh, I think it, for him it's more of an image thing. I don't know. If, what, I, does, I definitely does Faison have a family? I don't know, but I I, I definitely so. agree I with you. Know. Two things. I definitely agree with you. Their uh, the financial attraction <laughs> is definitely there with Kevin Hart. <laughs> Go back to Faison. If Faison was fucking some girls, <laughs> it was on camera and it leaked. It'd be everywhere. It would be. Phase on fucking some girls <laughs> on the internet. Is that because okay, okay. it's phase on though? Okay, now, <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about, are we talking about now? Are we talking about the right people, are we man. talking about peak scrub days? Because it was peak scrub days. I'm talking about phase on now, man. That shit was going to be wild. Like, wait a minute. Fucking phase on? You're right, though. You're right. You're right. Phase on two girls. All right, that's a bad example. A phase on love sex. <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy headline right there, right? But they wouldn't be able to extort him, though. Does he got I, I think I think everybody can be extorted. We could be extorted. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going right with now. This. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I just think LeBron's uh, so famous, though he wouldn't have been able to. That was my my point. Well, I think I'm missing a point that I want to argue with you. With. The push a T line. I hope that's what your your point was. What is it about how he said that him and LeBron were sleeping with the same white girl? Nah, that's not what I was gonna oh. say. I was gonna say that's the only evidence I think that we have of him cheating. Well, I agree with you that. LeBron is, like, once you're a certain point, fame is kind of, I think it, uh, you're saying that he's so famous that he's going to get in trouble more. 
Exactly, yeah. I think it's the opposite. Mm. I think that he's so famous that he can go past this. Gotcha. That's what I want to argue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that, for example, um, the Kevin Hart mm-hmm. issue, mm-hmm. He, I agree with you. He did get in trouble big. Big. Bigger than the average person would. Yeah. Because a lot of people feel disappointed because mm-hmm. this is their idol. Yeah. And his image. His image got damaged, for yeah. sure. Uh, well, he has a good image, is what you're trying to for say. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think since he's so big, though, this kind of goes with the hype momentum that we were talking about earlier. It's just going to keep going anyway. You know what I mean? And it's the only point. reason why people are bringing this shit back up now or even talking about this is because of what we were going to talk about a minute ago about the, um, the tweets from the past. Okay. And that's what brought me to you because you brought up the celebrities getting old tweets getting resurfaced. Oh, the cancel culture. Yeah, and because of all the old uh, tweets, and I don't get how a guy like Kevin Hart. How do you? How do you? How do you not have that cleared? Well, how do you not have that get, get, so know? Kevin Hart's situation is a little unique because those tweets have they've found those tweets a long time ago. Before, Hold up. So were they on his profile when they found them, or were they already? I don't think they were even deleted yet. No, I think they were deleted, but people had already screenshotted them from years ago. Because he's already he's come under fire for this before. Oh, I didn't re- realize that they resurfaced it now because he's supposed to be hosting the Academy Awards. Got you. Okay. Have you guys seen that Ellen DeGeneres interview? I was going to uh, send it to you guys. It was no, really interesting. I didn't see Fuck, that. I should have sent it to you guys. I love so, Ellen though. It's just a clip. Ellen is a fucking real one, bro. She is. She's so real. <laughs> super. So. It's just I, I, read, seven, like, the, I read what she said. I didn't see the clip, though. Yeah, it's like seven minutes, and it pretty much talks about Ellen's gay, obviously. And mm-hmm. for those that don't know, Kevin Hart's old tweets that got brought up, he was pretty much talking shit about the gay community. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And Ellen, she's pretty much defending his character now. Like, I know the person you are. This is ridiculous. Like, people change after 10 years. And Kevin's response, besides... I'm leaving out a lot of details, but Kevin's response was pretty much like, I have 40,000 tweets. If they were to go back through my shit, this is a legit attack. And when he said that, it made me think like, what do you mean it's an attack? Like, it sounds like a troll. Like, the way he described the attack was, he's not only attacking me, he's attacking my branding. He's attacking my partnerships. He's attacking my investments. He's attacking my personal dreams. Like, this is a bigger attack than what it just looks like just someone just resurfacing tweets. And he was like, it's crazy to me because I see it happen. I didn't think it would happen to me like this. Like this, it snuck up, you know what I mean? A day after he got announced to being the Oscar host. Right. And then the Oscars obviously wants him to apologize in order to do it. And Kevin's like, no, I'm not going to apologize for something I did 10 years ago. Right. Because that's not me now. that he's already, exactly, that he's already apologized. That's yeah. another thing that Ellen said. You have apologized. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Just do the Oscars. Like, this is what you want to do. People know that you're not this person. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's defense is like, well, the trolls win if I do this because I have to apologize to be on stage. And it seems like that's what they wanted me to do to begin with. Right. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. They wanted, it, feel, it feels like they're trying to make a, almost like an example out of them. Exactly. Yeah. And another thing is the Oscars seems like they don't even have another speaker. So it's they almost like they're... The, well, I mean, obviously they didn't plan for the tweets that were surfaced, but I don't think they even planned to have anybody but Kevin Hart. I yeah. think he's been their target for a long time. And with that being said, they also said this in the interview, I think that they were banking on him apologizing, mm-hmm. knowing Kevin's personality, right? Yeah, he's a guys, nice guy. Exactly. How would you guys feel about his decision not to apologize? 
I think that's dope. That's the decision I, so I didn't even. If I was in this situation, my first move. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I didn't even consider that as an option. I was like, damn. But I get, where he's, I get yeah. where he's coming from because if I'm if I'm like, hey, dude, I apologize for this four or five fucking times. I'm not going to apologize for it again. It's like you guys have known that these tweets are out there. This isn't new information to you guys. So why am I being crucified again for the same thing that's already happened to me multiple times? Yeah. Like you're not getting that apology out of me when I've apologized several times. You guys know the type of person I am. You guys know the people that I hang around with. He's like, I mean, I would assume Kevin Hart to be gay friendly. I mean, I've never seen anything to the contrary besides those tweets. Probably now. Yeah. 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 But I mean, and it, I was listening to an interesting thing where they were talking about holding people to the same, not holding people to the same standard, that's a wrong way of wording that, but holding people to their uh, actions from before. Like, do we not think that Kevin Hart is a different person than he was 10 years ago? He's had kids, he has a family now, he's in Hollywood where he's probably surrounded by a lot of gay people on a consistent basis. His career basis. is at a completely different point. Right, exactly. And he's a different person. Like, his worldview has changed. He's gone from his neighborhood that he was in at that point to now being in a broader scope. It opens his mind up. And a lot of these people, I think, that do have similar, like, say similar things to what he was saying then, just don't have a wider view of the world. At that point. So I th- I do think people can change, and I do think that we shouldn't hold them. Now, like R. Kelly, if it's somebody, you know, if he was raping girls, that's a completely different thing. But if it's for making some tasteless jokes, we've yeah. all been there. When you're a comedian. We've all been there. Yeah, especially oh. if you're a comedian. That's your job <laughs> is to say reckless shit to get, a, to get a rouse out of people. Yeah. You know? While we're on the subject of comedians, what do you guys think about Louis C.K. using the N-word? Did what? you guys see that? Who? Who's Louis C.K.? Louis C.K. You guys ever saw, you didn't see the clip of this? Louis C.K., he's the one that got uh, kind of kicked out of comedy, I guess, for jacking off in front of girls in the Me Too movement. Enough <laughs> <laughs> about that guy. Apparently, he <laughs> had consent doing this, though. Yeah, Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Like, well, you know who on, Sarah Silverman is? On some occasions, he had consent. Like, he would just ask him, like, hey, can I jack off in front of you? She was, yeah, she was like, he was my friend, so I just let him do it. Like, she just, like, I didn't think anything weird about that. Yeah. Like, you but don't I, think it was weird that some guy was You don't think that was but weird? The, but it also, also, some girls said that they didn't want it to happen. So right. that's why he was part of the Me Too movement, which uh, is a crazy ass movement. We're going to see when we're old, like, damn, that was a thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be, I don't want to compare it to the civil rights movement, but it's, it's like our modern day civil rights movement right now. It definitely oh, is yeah. a type yeah. for oh, females, yeah. bro. Like, yeah. this is huge for women. Yeah. yeah it's not, uh, not ending anytime soon. So neither of you saw the Louis C.K. thing? Uh-huh. So basically, this is another example of an old something being brought back up. But this happened years ago, but he was doing, like, a roundtable discussion. It was him, Chris Rock. Um, there's another white guy there, another white comedian, and um, Jerry Seinfeld. And he... So one black dude, huh? Yeah, and he... Op- he and Louis C.K. openly <laughs> uses the N-word in the, when they're talking, and all of a sudden, Jerry Seinfeld kind of stops and is like, I don't think you're supposed to be using that. And Chris Rock basically said, oh, he's a comedian, like, he can do whatever he wants, like, blah, blah, blah. And the entire time, Jerry Seinfeld's just like, nah, that's okay. That's not okay. Like, I don't think what you're doing is cool. Like, I don't want that to be done in front of me. I... I need to watch this video to see some context. It's real. It's a strange, strange video. Like, I want to know if he's, like, describing something or if he's, like... Um, Here, I'll just bring it up. I don't think he was describing something. I think he was just having a conversation with Chris Rock, and then he said it. So, calling Chris Rock No, no, no. He wasn't calling Chris Rock anything. He was just using the N-word in casual conversation. Like, I don't know. I'll just show you. That's super wild. Which like is why Jerry Seinfeld. I know a lot of black people that tone it down. Like yeah. for a white person to turn it up is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That is wild. Where's that video at? 
It is crazy, and I, it's. I felt like it was more to troll Jerry Seinfeld than it was to. That's, yeah, that's the thing that was weird about it. And it felt like they were almost trolling Jerry Seinfeld. Like they were all saying it to see how uncomfortable they can get him. I didn't, that, it's just not even funny, though. I didn't see it as trolling Jerry. No, I no, saw, I'm not talking about all three of them. I'm talking about just Louis C.K. Once Jerry was like, I don't think you should be doing that. I think he just kind of kept pressing at it. Like he knew it was I think he was justifying it. his actions. Yeah. And Jerry was like, still no. No, yeah. you still can't. And I feel weird for Chris in that situation, being the black person in the situation. Yeah. That doesn't even say himself, right. based off of what he just said. Right. Like, that's, but, but then it makes me think, what has Chris done to make him feel so comfortable with... Because I don't think that guy would just say that in front of... Well, they're really good friends. I mean, I guess it, it sounded, from what it sounded like, is that he uses that word all the time around Chris Rock. And that's, Chris Rock and that's, that's kind of because odd. Because he, yeah. he tried to explain himself and say, well... Uh, I don't know what Chris Rock said exactly, but he was like, oh, I just, it just is lost. Like, it's meaning it's just funny now. Like, saying the word is just funny now. But that, to me, is never going to be a funny no, thing. I want, to know, I want to know the first time that Louis C.K. said this to Chris Rock and mm -hmm. the reaction that Chris Rock said. Yeah. Like, was Chris Rock like, ha-ha? Yeah, or was he okay. like, hey, chill? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hey, bro, you know that's not cool. Yeah. I mean, because, and, and I'm, I'm sure we all know like he's dropping hard R's, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, hard that's what I'm saying. Like, and, this and isn't I, casual. He's sorry. not like reciting lyrics or anything. No. He's just blatantly saying it. And then he also draw or drew that parallel to how black people act and use that word to say you're acting in a manner that's unsavory to me. So I'm going to call you this word for acting in that manner. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of fuckery. That's a going lot right of there. shit, dude. That is wild. That's crazy. So I don't know too much about Louis C.K. I'm not a big fan. I mean, from what I've heard about him, I don't know either. So. When I heard his allegations in the Me Too movement, the first thing I heard was he jacked out in front of girls. <laughs> Thought it was weird. But yeah. then I heard, like, oh, he gets consent for it. I was like, okay, well, who the fuck cares? Everybody's an adult in the situation. Who cares, right? Right. And then I heard some people don't give consent. Now I'm just like, that's just fucked up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're not touching the girl, but it's still fucked up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't need to do that in front right. of somebody that no. doesn't want to see that. Yeah. This shit right here, like now I see him completely <laughs> different. Like he was already like on a downhill. Now I'm just yeah. like, whoa, what the fuck? This yeah. motherfucker is way too comfortable 
in a in a situation that he should not be. Yeah, that's weird. And it, uh, the more alarming thing to me too was just how Chris Rock was so comfortable even letting him do it because it seems like, and I don't know, this is just outside looking in that Chris Rock is somebody that wants to fight for like rights and stuff for his own people so letting somebody use it in such a derogatory manner it's not like you were just sitting around calling each other the n-word or whatever he was saying you were acting in a way that was unsavory so i'm calling you this word because you're acting in that that's way. what louis ck did say yeah i just think it's interesting that of all people chris rock would have let it fly yeah like what you were saying like it seems like he's pro-black right it, it does seem like does. like he gives it off does. that image and he's a legend in the game. You would think that he would have more responsibility. Yeah. I, I would think so, too. Yeah. And that's, um, that's the surprising part to me. Right. It's disappointing for me. And just because you're a comedian doesn't mean that you can't hold another comedian accountable for what they're saying. Yeah. You gotta hold people accountable, period. Yeah. yeah. I feel like... Just because it's a, you're, you're in the, the business of jokes and joking around, what is, what's the famous line that everybody always says? Every joke contains some sort of truth in it, so... I'm sure that he, Louis C.K., based off of what he was saying, probably has some uh, kind of fuzzy racial background. Well, I'm like playing it in my head again, and it's almost like, yeah, I'm saying this, Chris Rock, and what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like, you well, know? See, and that's, then, what, that's how I felt. He was saying that, like, when he, when he was answering Jerry Seinfeld, I felt like he was saying the same thing. Like, I said it. You're going to do something about it, or are you just going to sit over there and say, I can't say it? Or when he says, let me t uh, tell Seinfeld, oh, you've never said this before? That's the difference yeah, that between, that's yeah, difference that between you and me. Like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> like, that is... Jerry's like, say for what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. The end, though, that mm. Jerry said when he was like, uh, he's like, oh, you just don't understand it. And he's like... I don't understand it, and nor would I ever want to. Or it's that's not of interest to me. I like when he said, um, "You found the humor in it." That's what I'm talking about. But yeah. I have not. Yeah, like that's real. That was you know a real I mean? ass line. So, what I'm playing for you guys is a short clip from Currency's interview with um, who was it, Elliot Wilson. You know, this is the first time I saw what Elliot Wilson looks like. I was He's old, he looked as old as fuck, bro. I was not expecting that's what he looked like. I don't, okay. I don't know what face I would have imagined, but that wasn't it. So I'm going to play this short little clip. It's Currency talking about pretty much taking a gamble on yourself. Uh, I guess for context, they would be talking about him leaving cash money and deciding to do his own thing. So here's the clip. Uh, if, you, if you roll the dice like that, that proves you have faith in a higher power in the universe and something will work out for you. you know? Otherwise, otherwise like, it's all a lie. Like If you roll the dice like that, you, you, you exhibit faith in something like it's going to have to get you to when it does that that makes an example for people because it's people tell me all the time like like when i first met jay the kids that was the first thing he told me he was like yeah 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 you can rap and all that but you were like nah i'ma just do my own things and then you just did that shit i was like yeah also, you all right, so that's the end of the clip, but I just want to, first, before we get to that, I just want to say how great that fucking Jada Kiss impression was, because he said it just like, no. Nah. <laughs> uh, but basically, just what, what I want to talk about this is, like, taking things into your own hands, and I think that's a good theme even for this podcast. I feel like we're taking this into our own hands, and we're betting on ourselves, and I think especially in this day and age, the people that are most successful are the people that are not doing the normal corporate thing. They're doing the entrepreneurial stuff, the stuff that has to do with content. And like, I just wanted to, t I guess, to talk about your guys' Creativity. view on that. Yeah, like, how do you guys view that? Do you guys feel we're moving more towards? Because I've, I've heard people refer to like this period of our time as like a new renaissance. Can I ask you a question first on yeah. how you interpret that? 
um, when he was saying, if you roll the dice, it's fate anyway, how do you interpret that? Do you think he's saying like, it doesn't matter what you do because you're going to be on the path regardless, or you have right. to roll the dice to shake up fate? Well, see, and then I guess that goes into your interpretation of faith, because I think that's everybody's, or fate, not faith, everybody's has a different opinion on fate. Like, I believe that we're given multiple fates, but our decision automatic or leads us to whatever fate. Like, there's different roads. Like, you have maybe, you can't put a number on it, but let's just say for the sake of argument, five. You have five different fates, and there's all roads leading to you. So, each one of those could be an outcome in your life. And is your fate, but it depends on which road you took. Like you could have been, you could have been, I could have been Kanye if I had taken a different route, but I also could have been the homeless person on the corner. So there's, you have multiple fates. It's just really up to you to use your free will to get to one of those fates. It really seems like everybody's in the middle of the spectrum when it comes to their fate mm -hmm. outcomes, if that makes sense. Nobody's, yeah. I won't say nobody, but it's more common to not be rock bottom and it's more common to not be at the top. Right. It's very common to be in the middle. Why do you think, I know I'm going way away from your question, so you're going to have to remind me later, but yeah. why do you think majority of people is just right down the middle? I think a lot of it has to do with taking a chance or taking a risk. I think risk goes both directions. Like you can take a risk like doing drugs or doing stuff like quitting your job. It'll push you down that way or you can take a risk to be your own boss and then go the other direction mm, okay like i, I that. think that that's where the risk part comes in i think that at some point in your life you come to a point where fate's telling you you need to take a risk in one of these areas if you're if you want to meet whatever you're expecting to meet i do feel like what we're doing is a risk that's that was your question right yeah it all just ties back into i feel like it's not that we're taking a risk, but we're rolling the dice. Like, there's a bunch of podcasts out okay. there, but we believe in ourselves enough to know that we know where this is going to go. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, it's not necessarily taking a risk because it's it's safe. We're not hurt if we don't do this. Very safe. Right. But it's definitely taking a chance to explore an avenue that well, we can potentially you know, yeah. be better at. And I think the risk in this is that putting ourselves out there is the risk. Right, because with anything that has to do with content creation, like whether it's you use your voice, you use you video record anything that's putting yourself out there and opening yourself up, not only to interpretation from other people, but also scrutiny and criticism from other people too, True. as well as praise. And some people just aren't ready for that. True. So True. Yeah. I don't know. That's just how, uh, that's what was my question about that. Was just do you guys? Well, not really. Do you guys think? But I just wanted to tie that pretty much into the faith thing. I guess there wasn't really a question there, but. Just kind of wanted to know your guys' thoughts on the, the fate thing. I definitely uh, feel where you're coming from with that as far as why people are in the middle. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot safer to be there. It's a lot safer yeah. not to take those kind of risks and that kind of thing. So, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. And as far as what we're... I'm happy that we're... I agree with you, Tyler. I don't want to say it's like really too much of a risk, you know, mm -hmm. but I am happy that we have decided to, you know, put ourselves out there against knowing that there's you know thousands or however many other podcasts out there and uh, i don't even think that that part's relevant to us and that's why we feel comfortable yeah yeah like i don't care like <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, that? that's not what i i don't care about i think 
let's use you for an example, right, Gemini? You're mm-hmm. a fairly private person. You don't share a lot of your views on stuff. So opening yourself up and doing this is taking a risk and rolling the dice because now that more people are hearing your views and what you think, you now open yourself up to more being critiqued. Like as if you don't share your opinions on stuff, then nobody can say anything bad That's against you. Point. They have yeah. nothing to argue against you. But now that your opinions are out there, they can argue against that. But That's I think point. the reason why we feel comfortable with what we're doing I don't think he cares what <laughs> someone's criticism would be because he can he'll say this to their face right. and he can justify what he says. Right. And like going back to all the other podcasts, I personally don't care that there's a lot of other podcasts. I genuinely just like kicking it with y'all. Yeah. You know I mean, and that's yeah. why I feel extremely comfortable with this setup. Whether or not it pops off, like I'm still winning. You know what exactly. I mean? And that's I feel like that's huge. That is. You know I mean? That is. But see, I think we value I think we value the podcast in a different way than other people do. I think the people use their podcast platform just because they want to get rich or something. Like mm-hmm. for me, I don't know if you guys that shit would be great. No, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. I would not friend. But I'm, I I don't know if you guys view it this way, but this is kind of like therapy to me. Like coming here and talking, for sure. like this being able to talk, especially about worldviews and opinions and stuff. It it. I think a lot of the reason why that there's so much hate and things like that in the world is because we're not communicating our ideas to each other. We're looking so much more to argue rather than looking to have a real conversation about stuff. And that's why I, I enjoy these times is because we get to have a real conversation. We get to that exercise that muscle that a lot of right. people aren't doing it. Exactly. Or they're doing it in the wrong way. That too, yeah. Like yeah. Connor and Twitter. And, <laughs> and uh, what we're doing too is really just, I think in particular, it fits my personality because these kind of topics could come up, for example, at work, mm-hmm. but I'm not, if I'm not com- comfortable with someone so much, for example, with the R. Kelly stuff, I would leave it at, hey, man, he's pretty bad what he did. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that, you know? And when I get around people I'm more comfortable with, and I can kind of go in more depth about how I feel. And even though that part is true, but I'll explain, like, I'm able to explain other things about, you know, having to separate or do you separate artists and you know our interesting you say that. and that kind of stuff you know so see i use people at work as like sparring buddies <laughs> and, then, and then i come to he the means, table he means it a metaphorical <laughs> and then i come to the table and i you know the parking lot i'm polished up i got all my, all my information you know i got a, a general feel of what a normal person thinks about certain things and i'm like okay yeah that's cool maybe maybe it might change my perspective before i get to a situation where i gotta put my shit on record you yeah, know what i mean so yeah. That's why I like to kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Right. But no, I definitely see it as a therapy for me as well. And yeah. just being able to go in depth about a lot of topics that I wouldn't normally talk about. I told you guys, it was either this or a men's league. So I'm glad I chose this. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Shit. Which a men's league would still be fine. We should look into that. Because I would definitely love to play some men's league basketball. Damn it. Oh, yeah. I back that my fault. Oh yeah. Okay, that. so to, uh, to the listeners out there, we're going to be I'll doing a playlist every week where one of us is going to just come up with, I guess, a playlist of music of just stuff that we're feeling or any theme. Uh, mine, I tried to sequence mine like an album this week. So there's like an intro section and then there's like a, like a family, no, fam- I wouldn't say family section. It, I just tried to put general themes of the songs together so that it would fit better. So there's like, it's just a bunch of random songs put together, but just for sequence like an album. So there's stuff from, I think, Outkast is on there. It's mostly hip hop and R&B. I put James Blake on there. So every week we're going to be doing something different and just put some different music on there. Cool. So yeah, give us a good chance to interact with us and let us know what you feel about the, the playlist and if you're feeling the music.
All right. For the people listening, we got a new segment. Words of wisdom, I guess we'll call it. Uh, where one of us each week is going to give you a little bit of words of wisdom from our brief lifetime that kind of got us through the, the bullshit or whatever and what we learned through the shit growing up. My words of wisdom this week are good things happen to bad people. A lot of people want to bank on karma. Fuck that. <laughs> karma don't care, bro. <laughs> karma don't give a fuck. <laughs> Trump's the president. Good things happen to bad people. Let's be real. Don't bank on that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You Preach. just got to worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. So. Very true. Good things happen to bad people. There y'all go. <laughs> if you're out there listening and you are holding on to something, just let it go. We needed that. Just let it go.